Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Chad Terry, and I'm the consumer. My name is Jason Smith. I'm the assistant manager here at Astro Zombies. My name is Chris Losek. I'm also a manager, also at Astro Zombies. My name is Gabe Allard, and I'm the general manager at Rio Bravo Brewing. And we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. I spilled none. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas Post miracle. Christmas. <laughs> it's a post-coup miracle. <laughs> How is everybody? Ouch. Oh, very well. I'm delicious. I mean, this beer is delicious. This beer is oh, good. Man. This is oh, really yeah. that high in alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, it's like a session. I that's, know. It's that's really, a, really smooth. That's dangerous. <laughs> that is really dangerous. <laughs> so, Gabriel, tell, tell us what you brought us today. So, I brought out the uh, our dice roll. It's an Imperial IPA. Uh, it was the entry into this year, well, I guess last year, 2020, the New Mexico IPA Challenge. Uh, and we ended up being victorious by one vote. Boom. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. One vote is all it takes. Absolutely. So happy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell really us what cool. brewery you're from. Uh, so I'm from Rio Bravo Brewing. Uh, we're down there on 2nd Street, you know, little south of uh, I, it's, it's I-40 there. Yeah. Um, you know, really great big space, couple big patios. Nice. Yeah, it's a gorgeous uh, building. I drive by it all the time, and I'm always no, like, man, really, that's yeah. awesome. really blessed. It's a really wonderful space to... I didn't. Uh, I went. I went over there the other day, and I had, uh, you know, I had some beer and some food out on that front patio. But yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that back one. So yeah, I should have gone back there. Yeah, to check the, it out. it's our beer garden in the back. You know, we have a big stage when times are good. So you know, music and oh, nice. the whole shebang. But right now, it's really you know helped us over the last year having yeah, the sure. you know capacity back there. And yeah, it's it, you know it's it's big. It allows us to still keep everything really socially distant and. You know, allow people to still feel really comfortable. And uh, what's your been, capacity right now on the on the patio? We can have seventy five in the back. Actually, our capacity oh, wow. is three hundred at no, yeah normal. Oh, wow. Um, and so we have you know we can do seventy five in the back and then uh, nineteen up front. Sure, um, man, that makes it worth opening. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we're like I say, we're really blessed. Um, you know that we we have our own in house food, and so that's you know a plus as well. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's really benefited us a lot. Yeah, I had uh, I had the fish and chips when I was there. And they were super good. Oh, that's cool. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always good to get good fish and chips. <laughs> right, exactly. And yeah, it can been, be messed I, up pretty easy, too. It, you can, because if it if you do it wrong and you let it sit in that oil too oh, long absolutely. after it's cooked, it's like, oh, well, now it's All already soggy. soggy. Nasty, yeah. 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 So I've been on this, like, fish and chip kick where, like, everywhere I'm going, I'm like, you have fish and chips? I'm going to try yours. <laughs> no, absolutely. There's some good ones in town. I mean, we're yeah. really lucky. Quarter two Fools right here has delicious fish and chips. Um, O'Neill's used to be a contender. I haven't had them in a while. I haven't been. Yeah, I have not I either. Believe it or not, Red Robin makes good fish and chips. Um, yeah. The batter's good, and they put that Red Robin seasoning yeah. on it. It's good. Cool. But you should, you should go to Rio Bravo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so tell us about the dice roll. Um, you, you were saying that uh, I, wanna, I do want to get kind of more into the yeah, beer itself, absolutely. but um, you were saying it was the IPA challenge submission, and yeah. we, we had an episode where we actually – did that with uh we had jess griego and um 
Palmer from Palmer's oh, awesome. Brewery. Yeah. And so we were all kind of hanging out and, you know, Jess was kind of guiding us through how to how to really attack something that big sure. because we had uh, every single beer. Yeah, we had the all whole 36. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, there was a lot. I mean, for us, we actually split it up into three different sessions just because the fatigue was going to be so much that but the last yeah. three, yeah. the last six or whatever eight were like, oh yeah, this is yet another IPA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was interesting because you know the way the way Jess had had you know had kind of instructed us because mm-hmm. she's uh, uh what is that um cicerone? the beer sommelier sommelier yeah, yeah. cicerone cicerone, cicerone. Yes, there, cicerone. You go. there we go <laughs> uh yeah so she was you know she was teaching us telling us you know well you you only really want to only sample a couple of them because you want to go with your your smell you want to look at it you want to smell it um and just if it's if it's attacking your senses in a way that you don't like put that to the side and, absolutely and and so i i kind of was I kept up with that pretty good, but after a while, I was like, "Man, I just gotta taste these." Though <laughs> I stopped doing the the dry by sniff by like the fifth one. I was like, "I'm yeah. not smelling anything in half these." So there right. was a whole process that she told us to do that I gave up on pretty quickly. The swirl and the, and yeah. the drive by, and then the the three quick ones, and then yeah. the one sharp one, and you were like, "Wow!" Yeah, yeah. The point, <laughs> got to the point where I would just pick it up and sniff it, and then try it because yep. I just it's so many. I think that's do. the best way to go about it. Your it nose be... will lead you to the one that you want, you know, pretty yeah. quickly, yeah. and from there you can kind of selectively break down, you know, which ones are a little bit better. And I mean, but there there was some. There, I thought you know there was a lot of really great entries as always. You know, we're right? Blessed. I didn't taste any that was like. Ooh. No, I I agree. I mean, we're like I say, we're so lucky. They were pointing There's... out a few. They were like, oh, this one was in the hopper too long or whatever, and mm-hmm. you were like, okay, cool. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's been it's funny but, to see the you know the curves too. I mean, one year it's hazies. This year you kind of saw a lot more kind of West Coast come back a little bit, kind of a little more dankier beers and, but. It's uh, it's 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 always a lot of fun to see what people put out every year. Yeah, and it's a great it's a great um, resource generator for for the the brewery guild. Oh, it is, and it's a blast. I mean, I've been lucky to be part of it uh, with a couple breweries. I was with the Canteen when they were still El Vicino, and even through the change, and you know, we lost bo- uh, Boxing Bear by one vote a couple years ago down oh, wow. over at um, Alameda the Tractor, and it was you know. So it's uh, it's always it's 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 a lot of fun, you know? right? It's yeah, yeah. Really great to see the this competitions. Really a lot of fun. Yeah, this I can't believe so, this is nine point five. It it you can't you can't taste that at all. It goes like usually with a nine point five. It kicks you in the mouth a little bit. You're usually like, you'll get a lot of sweetness or that kind of back end alcoholic heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. get. I mean, that's what we were so blessed with this beer to not have any of it. It's juicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like I say, not overly sweet, not, you know, really nice approachable bitter. Yeah, it's mellow. absolutely. It's mellow. Mm-hmm. It does not taste like an imperial. And when you when you all. do pour it, it does present as hazy. Absolutely. It has I, a beautiful, beautiful yeah. kind of opaque, uh, you know, really nice hazy. And I don't know why, like, I... Take I take points off when we do our untapped stuff when it's like oh this is a hazy IPA and they pour it and I'm all I can see right a hundred percent if I like, can see your face on the other side of these glasses isn't hazy though. right absolutely it's not I hazy can see enough. my fingers and, you know <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> fingerprints perfectly right yeah. this is uh, this is actually I need to I need to get those taken care of again but <laughs> <laughs> they're growing back they're growing back oh no less crime um so so I'm I'm assuming this is the first time you guys have made this beer well actually so this this was the second time um, we, we, well, the, the brewers, I should say, Austin, Ty, uh, and Lindsay, 
they brewed it uh, as a one-off originally. We did um, something kind of, you know, in the vein of a comic book, uh, which is our Hop Chronicles. And so each one is, you know, a different edition in the sense of kind of like what Lacumbre does and some of the other breweries, um, you know, with a rotating uh IPA that's you know always oh, gonna gotcha. be, you know different flavors different flavor profiles um but still under that same kind of umbrella okay. so project dank you know yeah use um, different hops yeah. and see what taste we so, get out of here exactly so okay. this was the first rendition we did and i mean again it was uh, they were supposed <laughs> to be imperials um and it was a 95 and we all just sat there looking at each other like this is unbelievable yeah um and really it, it was is. one that i told my brewers like i would really love to see this Enter in the IPA challenge, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it. no, you they, they, they apparently your instinct it and, was you know, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they rebrewed it, and they had a terrible brew day in the sense. I mean, things got clogged, and I mean, it was oh, it just, so it was a really like difficult. <laughs> like, why did we do this? Totally, it was brutal for him. And when we got the finished product, it was just spectacular. You know, really, really, really lucky. And so that was the submission for. Uh, also great american beer fest this year since they lined up oh gotcha. so similarly in time this year yeah um so we sent that that batch out twice uh, okay or to the two events and struck Did, struck gold in one and you know the other we probably were competing against you know 500 entries well and, yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know we got really good reviews uh you know from from the judges and good uh so that was great to see that's awesome yeah the great american beer fest is a it's a it's quite an undertaking. I mean, you know, I've been a couple of times and it's just like, it's just like Comic-Con when you, you show up, you need to have a plan. Oh. Otherwise you're just going to be overwhelmed. Absolutely. You it's know? only with pizzas. It's only, a, it's only a little bit drunker than Comic-Con too. So. <laughs> right. Oh, just only a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you, you guys named it dice roll. Is that because you're like, we're taking a chance by submitting it? Well, no, actually. So we were, <laughs> We were in the phase of brewing this beer uh, for the first rendition of Hop Chronicles, and uh, <laughs> we didn't have some hops get mailed in time oh. uh, for brew day, and so Austin's you know spurred them, and we have all everything ground, milled out, ready to go, and uh, we had some hops you know in the back, and he just kind of starts rolling the dice on a couple different versions. Okay, if it's this. We'll put this hop in. If it rolls out this, we'll put this percentage of it in. Like literally using dice. Quite, quite literally. That's well, awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, just to <laughs> kind of guide the way. And, you know, I mean, some spectacular hops in it and, uh, you know, choices. And, uh, you know, like I say, the first rendition of it was spectacular. And so we yeah. had all the notes from that and we were able to go back. And Yeah, know. it's not like you just pick blindly no, and you're exactly. like, wait, what did time, we exactly. do? It was good. That's how my grandma <laughs> used to cook. You'd yeah. never get the same meal ever. Yeah. It was ever. just like... <laughs> and sometimes you were like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah. yeah. You Let's write this one down so we just know what to avoid yeah. next time. <laughs> right. It'll never be repeated. Like, she just throws <laughs> yeah. anything in the garden in there, you know? I mean, that's just how it was. Well, that's cool, man. And and seriously, congratulations on a, on first place for the uh, New Mexico IPA Challenge. That's amazing. No, it was really great, um, you know, especially for the brewers. We've had kind yeah. of you know, this long narrative from years past that the beer wasn't very good. And, you know, I can understand where that came from for the first bit, but um, Austin and Ty and Lindsay in the last couple of years have just completely destroyed that narrative. And good. it was nice to finally see it on, you know. Well, and so are, are they the kind of original brewers from the get-go? Or well, they so Ty over? still is, um, uh, and then Austin has taken over, the, the you know, he's our head of brewery operations. He's been there now little over two years and uh, i mean he's just 
young kid, 26, 27. I mean, he's just yeah, really phenomenal up from Colorado, just really has a great passion for it. And yeah. And I, I, I think kind of, kind of going with what you're, with what you're talking about is, you know, the, the reaction I saw kind of online was, was kind of like that. It was, people were surprised. Oh, absolutely. And they were, I, th- from what I saw is it was like rooting for the underdog, like, Oh my God, they, they, not only did they get it, but they nailed it. Yeah. So, no, and cool. I mean, like I say, you know, we were, we did all 36 like you guys, um, you know, and it was actually kind of funny. I was going to tell you guys off air and I'll get to it. Uh, you know, we, when we sat down to do the first 12, I had the brewers up there and I went down to get us water and they cracked the first one. I come up and they're like, we know which beer it is. I'm like, the first beer you've opened i mean it can't possibly be <laughs> right that. and it was number one of the 36 <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god hilarious. I mean, so we sat there for the next 31 just like well i mean it, I, I think it is i think it is right and, right right Second you know guessing. after the <laughs> it was yeah. it was honestly kind of brutal i'd love to have found it somewhere in the middle or towards right. the end right oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're like oh man nah, there it is <laughs> everything else is like garbage because <laughs> and it's it is interesting i, I know. know that like you know some sometimes you know doing the ipa challenge when you go in as a as a brewer you are looking for yours because you do want to exactly it's not quite as fun as being a spectator in some of it um, right you still get to enjoy the beers and you know uh Bosque's i thought was phenomenal we were talking about lacumbre's yeah. had a great entry yeah um you know and, those and the really top stuck. i think the, I think was it the, the top, top three or top four yeah. were all just a handful of votes away yeah, it was so spe- it's some spectacular entries yeah and, uh, I think that's I think that's amazing, and I think that's amazing kind of validation for you guys to be like, all right, we're dialing it in. Mm-hmm. We know what we're doing now, and and you know, part of it is, part of it's fun because you're like, it's a dice roll. Absolutely, and, and I mean, it's 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 that fun, and you know, it yeah. doesn't have to be that serious, and I know it can be taken uber serious and at times it should be but it's nice to be able to, the fun part is being playful having fun names right exactly fun combination fun you know different palettes it's uh it, it, it's that, that that's what i enjoy so much about the industry yeah so um so one question before we kind of if uh if there's anything else you yeah. want to talk about let's just go ahead and spit it on out there and we'll talk about it um but uh just before we get into kind of the shop and stuff that's going on here lately what is your what is your nerd background well, you know, honestly, I never read a ton of comic books growing up. I have my BFA in fine art um, studio, so a lot of 2D, a lot of painting. Oh, wow. Um, and so after graduating, I just was looking for other projects, just something, a different venue. Uh, and m- some of my buddies, actually, the first graphic novel I was ever given was Preacher. Okay, um, that's great. And so I read through it, and I mean, it just... It blew me away. Well, I the just, art in that, for especially for oh, having a totally degree, incredible, like, wow, okay, and is, that's what I was looking art. for. Yeah, right. you know, when I was talking to my friends, that's really what I was focused on. It wasn't necessarily storylines or you know um, or characters. Character or, exactly. Just, I just wanted to I see, see some, some art. Some, yeah, and these guys nice. were like, you'll, you'll dig this one, and they were um, right. What What was his name? The artist, uh, Enos wrote it. Well, right, Enos. Uh, Garth Ennis yeah, wrote it. Right, it's uh, Steve. Wasn't it Steve Dillon? Dillon was it Dillon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But a lot of fun, and then from there, just kind of started. I mean, just gobbling them up. I did um, scalped, which I really enjoyed. Oh, uh, nice. Why the Last Man? You know, kind yeah. of a lot of those. Uh, is it the Vertigo? Yeah, a lot of Vertigo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those DMZ, are all those ones are like those. DM, yeah, the yeah. Brian Wood DMZ. Is yeah, no, amazing. DMZ yeah. was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that was the one I always kind of fantasize about riding. And then I read that and I was like, whoa, I'm a 
long way away from <laughs> ever <laughs> getting in this business. You know what I mean? It's, but you're you, not, well, man. I mean, oh, no, you never no, know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you, once you see it done and how well it's done. I mean, uh, I read American Vampire, and I remember, uh, you know, the first one was Stephen King, and he talks about kind of in the, you know, uh, intro is just he expected it to be such a different project and realized in doing it that it was so visually focused and mm-hmm. that's how the narrative flows and right, you know, right. the, the writing is not it's not like his books in that sense and I, he's like i'll never do this again <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand where my place is I'm and good. i just you know absolutely it's, it, uh, it is hard to to transfer from novels to comics just because yeah. you the you're still in the driver's seat mm-hmm. but you've got this co-driver that you have to like really work with to make yeah. things work and yeah. the temptation i feel like for a lot of guys that come from come from writing books into comics is that they just put they tend to put a lot of words on the page mm-hmm. right 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 and just to get all the visual yeah. stuff yeah. out there right? yeah they a lot of they they have to learn to trust the artist absolutely and i think that's part of why a guy like christopher cantwell has been so surprising to me because he's a guy who came from script writing so uh usually when somebody comes from another medium to comics it takes a little while for them to sort of figure out how to do it well right and that doesn't seem to be the case of them <laughs> yeah it's, i mean the same thing like Tanahasi coates his yeah, his mean, first stuff he struggles his, a little bit and i'm yeah. not gonna say it's bad right it's just you could tell you're like okay this is more of a novella writer mm-hmm. right and he's trying to find his footing within the comic genre that yeah. that early black panther stuff's real wordy yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it can happen um and so i think that like like to your point i think once he once he did it a couple times, got his footing, I think he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To the point where sometimes his, his Captain America run gets a little, like, minimalist almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like the Mark Wade run right before it. And so when he started to do the the reboot, the number number one, I was like, oh, this is kind of the same storyline we were already experiencing with Mark Wade. Can yeah. get a little bit more. And, and, it, and it's become very good. And I didn't like dislike it initially. It's just I felt like I was reading this stuff I had already read. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But I mean, that's you know, my job is to criticize stuff. Unfortunately, <laughs> so I mean, so it praise. Is, you know, it I is mean, a review show. So, right, right, right. <laughs> so it seems like like your like your sort of opening salvo of comics was very like vertigo center, very very much so. I I honestly have not read a ton of um, I guess superhero Superheroes, or the yeah. kind of those different universes. Um, I I'm so at each. I just. I, I had to focus a little bit or I would have just gone off the hey. map. And well, I mean, yeah. uh, Scalped and, and Preacher, I mean, those are, those are long runs. Oh, so absolutely. That kept you occupied for oh, a while. Oh, no, I mean, Why the Last Man, I really BKV. Um, if you haven't read uh, Saga and then Paper oh, Girls. Saga I'd okay. read, that was awesome. I mean, I've, now I've been lucky enough the last couple of years to come in and you guys literally just nail them. I started Criminal. And Criminal's about, great. Oh, the sixth one of that. Oh, yeah. Incredible. It's so I good. Mean, I mean, oh, for gosh. that style of writing, there's nothing better. Oh, I agree. Well, that's what you guys said. I mean, and the art in it, too, visually is. Yeah, Sean yeah. Phillips, right? Stunning. Yeah, Sean Stunning. Phillips. There's it's, a lot of that, that collaborative team does a lot of stuff, and it's all similar in nature. Yeah. But with different, you know, it, the subject matter is different. Sure. But the writing and the style of art is so comfortable. Because if you're familiar with it already, you're like, yes, this is exactly what I needed. And, and No, it was great. It, I mean, after the first one and then the second one kind of picks up on a different story and they all kind of combine it. Right, right, right. 21 cool Bullets-esque, you know, where right. all these vignettes all of a sudden come together into this massive story. It was cool, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear that you've been able to come into the shop and 
get recommended stuff that you've really dug because oh, it's yeah. very it's very satisfying for us <laughs> like I did to, my job. Yeah. to uh to connect somebody with something that they really end up loving um so if you if we, if we showed you something that you um, like I come mean, in you and guys tell us because it's very nailed it every single time awesome. we don't you know our job is to sell shit but well, I'm not going to sell you garbage. Yeah, no. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather I'd rather connect you with something that you're gonna that you're gonna like. Because sure. guess what? You're gonna come back looking for more. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. The long yeah. the long haul instead of the short. And it, it, yeah. if if you do come in and you want to look for if you want to ask for recommendations, make sure you come in with kind of an idea of what you want. Because if you come in and you're like, what can you recommend me? <laughs> like I don't know what you like, right? Yeah. You know I'm open for that too. Just I, I I'll, just I'll pick the brain, but you know you have a point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're like, if I, I like superheroes, where should I go? I don't really like superheroes, but I want to try a comic book. Then at least you have somewhere to start. Right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We get the and, same. It's you know I, yeah. I want an ale. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Ales can vary okay. from <laughs> that's roughly you know, half of beer, but all right. <laughs> a blonde, exactly. uh, a porter to a stout. Uh, you know, um, yeah. So I definitely can <laughs> understand. Well, then a lager. That. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, and, it it, and sometimes you get people with who have very specific things that they ask us to show them, and I'm like, I don't think that exists. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes not. <laughs> you never know, right? Space ducks. How are the duck? How are the duck? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Go. Space geese. Oh, how are the duck? <laughs> Howard the goose. Have you thought about other <laughs> Stanley the goose? Have you, have you thought about other space uh, space waterfowl besides <laughs> just geese? Right. Uh, <laughs> What's your next up and coming stuff? As, so as far as beer, we're doing. Um, well, we're gonna start canning one. It's a blonde ale. It's called Summer Honey. So we use a little bit of. Uh, we actually. Um, I'm already fresh in. squeeze some ginger and so you get a little kind of nice ginger tang at the end of okay. it was really popular that one's like almost a seven percenter and you would never and it's know a it. summer huh yeah so it's kind of like our double white you know isn't ginger usually an oktoberfest type thing well not really i mean oktoberfest you'll get i mean you'll you'll i mean you're mostly going to get that kind of vienna malts um you know but you're going to get a little bit of that you know, real malt sweetness right, up right, front right. Okay. um with this one you know, there's that undertone. You get that little kind of sharp, almost spiciness of the bitter cool, uh, cool. of the ginger. Excuse yeah, yeah. me, and uh, you know, really tasty. And it's we were trying to find one in a sense that was just an easy drinker, something a little higher ABV to keep people's interest. Um, you know, kind like of a, like the double white, uh, and that was yeah, I know. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> um, so that one will be canning. Um, he has. Uh, we're going to actually be doing a, a Vienna Lager, so something very similar to oh, Oktoberfest cool. for the cool. spring. Okay. Um, and then uh, I know he was going to do, uh, he wants to do a pale ale, uh, potentially kind of one of the cereal beers that people are doing. Um, so we were thinking you know, oh, okay. semi-Lucky Charms-esque. So okay, he's kind of gotcha. kicking that around a little we bit. Talk about Crunchberries, bro. Yeah, exactly. We were. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch and Crunchberries right. and a beer. Captain Crunch beer. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I know. So it'll be fun. Spring comes in, we'll get some Hefeweizens on and you know some some more kind of, Fruity, light Pilsner tone. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, light, crisp, yeah, easy yeah. drinker. That's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest really with you. I could drink this in the summer all day. Though. Oh, I right. Oh, Except yeah. the heat would just like toss me over the balcony. <laughs> After a couple <laughs> nine foot. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what our rating comes out on this one. <laughs> it's going to be high, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. I know. He's I'm here. Just, we he's can't here say right anything. now. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, just part part of part of what we do is we do rate your beer on awesome. uh, Untapped. We take each of our personal ratings, add them together, divide take it by average. three. Yeah, yeah. you're awesome. like all you got to say is average. Bro. <laughs> I know, I know. What kind of beers do you guys like to drink? So I am a hazy IPA sure. guy. Okay, uh, that that is my my favorite style. Um, so yeah, that's what I am. I tend depends on the on my mood, but, <laughs> but um, Which I tend to, I I like malty stuff. Sure, I tend to be like lean more on the malt side. Um, the first beers that I like really loved were stouts. Yeah, so I'll always enjoy a good stout. Um, but a lot of times those are pretty heavy for. No, absolutely. For, yes. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be drinking a lot of stouts in the summer. Um, my like favorite sort of like go-to beer, like when I'm just sort of at the store buying beer is I'll, I'll pick up dub, the Marvel double white. Sure. Cause it's just so easy to yeah, drink. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, it, it's hard to nail down where my tastes are now. Um, on the IPA side of things, I, I tend to prefer hazy. Sure. The, the more bitter hoppy stuff I don't enjoy as much. Kind of catty, danky, resiny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't Piney. enjoy that as much. The, like, I, I like the the hazy stuff because there's, there's more. For me, there's more flavor to it. Absolutely, sure. So it's easier for me to drink. <laughs> I uh, gravitate gravitate towards IPAs. Sure, I mean, have been for years. Yeah, but I like a good pilsner too. Something you know, I like to be refreshed when I drink beer. Absolutely. And that's that, my main goal. That still reminds me of the first beer I ever tasted. You know, it was a light lager, you know, probably a Dos Equis or a Budweiser. Right, right. So yeah. that's just what beer, you know, when that's I drink what, yeah. that, it just reminds me of beer. <laughs> beer. I'm, I'm the same. I love I love lagers. I love lagers Beck's and... Tall Boys, man. <laughs> that's Not actually a really good question. In the can. What's the first beer <clears throat> you've, you tasted? Coors in the, the Party Ball. I remember it. <laughs> the I remember Party it. Ball. Party Ball was like half a keg. Okay, and it was just gotcha. their way of like Coors selling mm-hmm. beer that went in the concept that wasn't out there. It was like half a pony keg, really. And yeah. um, I just remember my parents getting one for a party, and I grew up with a whole bunch of bikers. And <laughs> we lived on a farm, so we had right, this big so you old, had old the biker space. party a in the middle of farm. nowhere. A biker and farm. They had a Coors Party Ball, and so I drank some of that when I was like thirteen, twelve. I think for me, it, it's either. It's either it's one of three things. It's either Guinness, or Coors, or Mickey's. Mickey's. One I had a Mickey's yeah. stint, and I'm Oops. glad I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little grenades. <laughs> oh man, the big mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> terrible. Wake up on the floor. My first was a Boston Lager. Oh, oh wow. okay. So nice. nice. the bad. first beer I drank in a bar was Cherry Wheat Boston Lager. Oh, okay. nice. And I, I climbed the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tall fence. It was like a 12-foot fence. But all my friends were in there, and I was underage. So I was like, eh, I'm climbing I'm the going fence. There you go. I'm and, getting in. And I did. Nice. Awesome. What about you, dude? I know? would have been Budweiser. Okay. And the funny part was much, you know, when I kind of started getting to the point where I might have snuck a beer of my dad's, he got really into kind of the early end of craft beer. And so he was drinking like, you know, Dead guy and stuff Dubles like that? Dubles oh, and yeah. Trippels and I mean all these oh, gotcha. super yeast forward Belgians. And I just, <laughs> yeah. oh, I still can't palate it. So <laughs> yeah, you no, keep I'm them sure. wide in the fridge and they would not be touched. He's <laughs> like, son, Absolutely. the monks made this. Respect it. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, right. father-in-law drinks Spaten. Have you ever mm-hmm. had that? 
it's good. I've like heard of it. I don't think. Think I know, think it's I like know what that German, is. It's like a malt forward kind of German beer. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a pilsner. It's an ale, I believe. Sounds like something I'd like to try. It's not bad. Interesting. And then my grandfather drank either Milwaukee's Beast or Old Milwaukee's, and so you know it's. Snag a six pack here and there. And go yeah. to the graveyard and get drunk. Yeah, I don't know. The graveyard. <laughs> yep. I uh, I grew up Mormon, so I couldn't like steal beer out of my parents' fridge or anything. Because like, there wasn't any. Yeah. It just my wasn't parents there. didn't drink. They just smoked a ton of weed. Yeah. Well, there well, you go. There's yeah. a complicated history with my dad and alcohol. Though. So it uh, there wasn't a lot of alcohol around when I was a kid. So right, gotcha. Right. Yeah, for good reason. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, why don't we why don't we dive into the shop a little bit and see what's been going on here? Anything anything cool been happening? Anything cool happening soon? Uh, well, first off, I'd like to thank everybody that's been spinning their their stimulus checks here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you guys very much. You're supposed it's, to be saving that stuff, but you know, it's turned it's turned uh, what is normally a pretty pretty dry spell for the shop mm-hmm. into into some pretty good sales days. Yeah, good. I mean, we're we're mildly above average for the most part. Good. And yeah. in January, you know, you're usually Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, red. yeah. We talked about that, right? Because it's after Christmas. Oh, Everybody's absolutely. bought. Yeah, we out. talked about no, no dry January. And yeah, dry January into, for you guys. Mm-hmm. It rolls into the same thing where people are trying to save money and and they're trying to. They're all paying those. Pay back credit cards. Yeah, they're paying those <laughs> yeah. Christmas credit cards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And fortunately, we have not experienced that dry spell yet. So it's good. Um, good. We've been nice and busy. We have plenty of products. We just filled our manga up today. Yeah. So people can come in and shop the manga. So if you've been looking for Demon Slayer, we finally have some again. We actually have some in stock. Yeah. There's no number ones, but you know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's out of print. Demon Slayer has been out of print for almost a year, basically on and off the whole year. Oh, it's uh, back ordered, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it'll be a while before it comes in, but eventually it'll be there. We got a bunch today, so it's back and it's there. Um, I, a funny thing happened to me. Um, the last lockdown, the two-week lockdown we had, somebody called and said they had a bunch of old comics that they were given and just wanted to see what I thought of them. And he brought them in, and you know I had to meet him outside because we weren't allowed to have anybody in the shop. And it was just in a box, and it was kind of poorly kept, and it was covered in dirt and crud. And I was like, okay, this isn't cool. And but it, what it was was a bunch of Silver Age DC stuff. Okay. Um, and I didn't see anything that was like sh- popping out first appearances or anything until I got near the bottom. And then, boom, Detective, uh, was it 359, I believe? I don't know. I can never remember the net number of that First book. appearance of Batgirl. I was like, oh, cool. You know what? Here's a decent comic, you know? Right. So, cool. And he's like, all right. Thanks. And he left. Like, <laughs> you don't know? Wait. No. <laughs> um, he said that once they were back open because they were shut down too. It, it turns out he works at the Animal Humane Society. Okay. And so he had donated these books, and so he was looking to just see how much he could maybe sell them for to make some money towards the Animal Humane Society. Oh, so like, okay, like they donated really cool. them to the Humane Society. Yeah, some and random then person gave him a it was, box of comic books. Okay. And that was in there. That was in there. Wow. Okay. Um. So, you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. And he said, well, once I figure things out, I'll bring it back. And he disappeared, and I didn't see him again. That night, you know, I went the, the, there's actually sort of a funny other part of that story that I, that I was going to tell you I hadn't told you yet. Oh, really? <laughs> He's been calling. Um, he called like bef- like at the beginning of the year. Okay. Or before the end of the year. Okay. So when we weren't really doing any buying. Yeah. And I was- the Beginning like, of 2021? No, he was calling before the beginning of 2021. Oh, okay. Like he was calling like during Christmas time. That would be 2020, folks. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> and he- Math. Um, <laughs> Because I actually took me a little while to put together that this is the same guy. Okay. And he was like, oh, I work at the Humane Society and I have these books. And 
you know, I was like, yeah, we'd be happy to take a look. We're just, you know, it, it would be better if it was after the first of the year. And so he's like, okay, cool, cool. I'll come after the first of the year. And so he didn't come in till today, which is the 13th. I expected him earlier. (laughs) And then when you came in and you were like, oh, you're the Humane Society guy. I was like, oh, we've been talking to the same guy. (laughs) Totally. totally. Um, That day I saw that first appearance of Batgirl and I had never even touched one of those books before. It's an older, you know, uh, early 60s detective comics. I've seen one in person, but I think only graded. I don't think I've ever seen one raw. Well, now you've seen one. I know. Raw. I've held it in So needless to say, that same week, I ended up getting this collection, and lo and behold, there was one of those in that collection. I was (laughs) like, oh, wow, I've seen this twice in like two days or whatever. Um, So needless to say, you know, fast forward to today, and the guy comes in, and I don't quite recognize him because everybody's wearing masks, and I see a lot of people all the time, and I... Don't remember what we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. And he started showing me. I was like, wait, I've seen these books before. I know who you are. I get it. So I made him a cash offer because you know I knew kind of what was in there. I knew that book was in there. I went through it to make sure the, there wasn't like an Action Comics number one, so I wasn't like ripping them off or anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, it, everything else was basically uncommon or it was commons, but Silver Age common. So, you know, there's still value to every single book. Oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, at least five bucks. And because uh, it's early Silver Age, you know. And so I gave him the money, and there was a few few good books in there. First Doom Patrol, uh, Origin. The first Batgirl was the biggest one. So, you know, we've got a lot of old DC stuff lying around now. Nice. That's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Absolutely. And we got a ton of pops today. Filled up our manga section. So, you know, we're, we're stocked up. We're missing some number ones on... Graphic novels, and I'll be taking care of that tomorrow. If you're yeah. looking for that new wave of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pops, we don't just have Casey Jones and Leonardo anymore. <laughs> yeah, we finally have the whole team. <laughs> yeah, I, they, I, the other, other ones finally came in. Yeah. Sometimes they'll send <laughs> they do that all the one time. Elvis, <laughs> there's four in the set, and then you get one, and then a month later you get two others. Yeah, right. they'll, send us, in. they'll send us like two from the line in one shipment, <laughs> and then the rest of the line will come in the next shipment. I've had it happen before where it's where the same line's been spread across three shipments. So yep. that was fun. <laughs> They're like, were, were people like, do you have the one I'm looking for? I'm like, no, not, not yet. It hasn't yeah. come in yet. <laughs> and sometimes we, when we buy our pops, you know, it's supply and demand. And, and, and my, my, my job's a lot of guesswork. So I'm yeah. like, will this sell? Will anybody care about this character? I probably passed on April. Or did we get her? We got her. April's right there. She's a specialty series, which is probably why we got her. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. One. yeah that makes sense. I want it. <laughs> well, they're right there, bud. I, I never thought them. you would care. <laughs> the turtles guy wants the turtles. Pops. I know, right? Interesting. I, got, I got the Casey Jones. What we did get today, which I'm super excited about, is the Luchador run. There's a Marvel Luchador pop yeah. series and, and at Deadpool. For, and at the shipment we got a few weeks ago, we only got Wolverine. With just Wolverine. Today, we got the rest of them. Right. Uh, it looks like Wolverine is El Animal Indestructible. Yeah, yeah. Because There's a Spider-Man one and a Venom one and a Deadpool one. An Hulk. Iron Man, Hulk, and uh, I think that's it. There's no female representation in there. It's Are true. there a lot of female luchadors? Uh, luchadors There's a whole, masks? I mean, there is a, is a luchador, I just, a female I luchador. Know. Yeah, that's no, you're asked. cool. It's just there is a luchador um, female like league, I guess is what you want to call it. So okay. you think that there would yeah, be? Yeah, you're right. Get your act together, Funko Pop. Pop. <laughs> yeah, Funko, what the heck, man. whatever. Where's the female representation? The re- <laughs> Deadpool's is El Chimichanga de la Muerte. De la Muerte. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. The dead. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. 
my, uh, my, of the my, dead. My, so those were pretty entertaining, but I was uh, I was more entertained when I was pulling out the uh, the Valentine's Day Star Wars ones. Oh yeah, where it's just pink versions of the characters holding, <laughs> holding like a holding a heart, like ha- like a chocolates box or something, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's very entertaining. <laughs> Sorry, wife, but that's your Valentine's gift. <laughs> there you go. Here's a, a, here's a pink really Chewbacca. Really going to be more for me than you, but whatever. <laughs> my my aunt, when I was in high school, she had a restaurant downtown. This is going to the Deadpool thing. The name of it was the Chimichanga Ganga Cafe. Okay. I always thought that was nice. the coolest name, but it didn't, it didn't last very long. But. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, what are you going to do? There you go. Not there change you go. the name. That's I'll tell not you. That. <laughs> the, the name was not the problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> ah, it was delicious. Whatever. Whatever. Do you do pops at all, Gabriel? I don't. My daughter loves them though. Okay. So she she is she she gobbles them up. She's got a she loves wall Harry of Potter them. and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have I have a handful and I I try not to like. There's so many of them. Like I could just get overrun with oh. them. <laughs> yeah. And the the problem is, is I like I'm looking at the turtles and April because I've got Casey Jones now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but I, line, I have to have it all. They a couple in the comics. Do you know if there's a splinter all? in that line? Ooh. Uh, I think there is a splinter, but I don't see it up there. It might be an exclusive somewhere else or something. Maybe. What What was the question you asked? In the comic books, do you remember Casey Jones and April? Are they a thing at all ever? Yeah. Okay. I mean, currently, not currently, but in the newer run, they for sure are. Okay. Because um, didn't they have a thing in the movie, like in the nineties movie? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's what I was, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was. She was always infuriated <laughs> by him, and he was just a. He was just a. What did she say? An, a, a child in an adult's body, and like all, all the people watching yeah. that movie that were over the age of 18 we're like I'm yeah! Casey Jones <laughs> I, <laughs> call me. I also am a child yeah. in a man's body I'm even like, though I was a teenager so, that wasn't a so I, I don't know exactly when or if they got together in the older comics mm-hmm. um, but I know for sure they've had relationships in the newer ones intimate but relations. not not currently gotcha I don't know about intimate I didn't I don't don't even know what that word means I, I don't that's a, <laughs> we can infer that but anyway fair enough intimate <laughs> intimate intimate <laughs> so <laughs> just made everyone uncomfortable I know right um, I just didn't know what so, was going on <laughs> I was like where it's, a, it's an old uh, family guy thing um, mom mom do you mom, not remember mom, that where he's mom, like mom, I don't mom. remember that he's sitting somewhere so quietly guy, and it just like he has that echo and it keeps going into oh gotcha anyway it reminds but we me of family uh, guy I'm, I mean Futurama where uh, where Zap Brannigan is always going erotic <laughs> erotic erotic <laughs> Erotic. <laughs> You're like, what the? Zep Brannigan's the worst. And, Zep and the best at the same time. Right, God, exactly. I just want to hate him so much. Oh, you and yeah. again, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. Captain you know, Kirk Billy of- West does like, he does that voice. He does. He do like yeah, 90% of those voices. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does a lot of them, yeah, for sure. So he's, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast one time and a the guy they were talking to was a like a casting director for for voice actors and someone asked him he was saying somebody asked me like whenever people ask me like how like how do i get into voice acting and he's like well wait till billy west dies (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious good job billy west don't die billy west don't die (laughs) right it's 2021 we don't need that as well no it's got too much going on for sure (laughs) so uh so what do, what do you guys say we get into some some comic books? Yeah, 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 I read a comic. 
Did you? Do you want to talk about yours first? I could start. Let's do it. I took no notes, though. I, oh, wow. I stopped taking notes I myself. I was struggling and, uh, last night. I, I fell asleep trade through secret? this comic twice, and it wasn't because it was boring. Because I was tired. <laughs> and then I have a show I watch every Tuesday night, um, The Curse of Oak Islands, because they need to find some damn gold or something, man. Like, it's got to happen. <laughs> it's Because the show's garbage. I hate the show, but I'm so invested on, on in <laughs> the storyline. And if they right. never find gold, then all your time watching the show will have been wasted. <laughs> they found stuff, man, like compelling stuff. You know, they found bones, like ancient bones, 160 feet underground, and and stuff they find on the shore. I'm like, ah, I planted that. You know, like whatever. That's, or that <laughs> washed onto the shore. Right, you know? right, yeah. right. Ooh, I found cross. Definitely I found floated. an old nickel. It's from. <gasps> 1965. <laughs> Where'd that come <laughs> from? That does happen. It's really <laughs> rusty, like it was in water for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like, we thought it was a, a doubloon from the Spanish era, but it turns it's, out a it's, a, it's a nickel. It's a nickel. But needless to say, so I didn't even finish that, so I'm kind of okay. excited to go home and watch. They are so redundant on the show, it drives me batshit crazy. Uh, what was but the name of it? Curse of Oak Island. Yeah, I, I I just, I watched it when it first came out, and very quickly into the, the second season, I was like, they're drawing it out, I'm done. <laughs> oh, and they do. <laughs> Could it be? Right. Because if they find something, if they le- legit find something, yeah. it'll be in the news. I don't yeah. need to watch the show. Probably, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they find stuff. They find stuff all the time, and it's compelling when they find stuff, but they... Whatever they find will cause them to create another mythical something new assumption. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. it's Knights Templars. Oh, it's it's the Spanish galleon. Knights Templar. Dude, yeah. the Knights no, Templar think, is the yeah. one, the main one. That's oh, the main God. one. But it's based on some of the stuff they found. They found like ancient bones from from like the mid the Middle East, and they found European bones as well, all from like the 17th, 16th century. Recently, they found ash from the 13th century. So, I mean, like charcoal. They found a pine tar kiln. It's getting there. But, you know, I've been watching for seven damn seasons, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> seven seasons is too much for that one. Here's what sucks. It's like I in- can't stop thinking about it. Like, when it's not on, I'm like, when is Oak Island coming back? Then they're I doing can't, their job. I can't it's called wait marketing to- geniuses. I just treasure. I just want to see some treasure, man. Well, why don't you tell us about the treasure you got in your hand there, it's my friend? It's Chris Claremont's anniversary <laughs> special. So, um... The reason I read this book is Chris Claremont was the guy who saved me from from. Uh, that's Yourself. not what I want to say. Oh. Yes, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it didn't save me. It just it caused me to change shift gears in the comic books that I was reading. Oh. I was reading Spider Man. Okay. And don't get me wrong, I love Spider Man, but when I go back and read those old books, they're very redundant because there was no soft open and there was no thing in the front telling me what had happened in the previous issue. So the whole issue, Spider-Man is always like, yeah, I remember last issue where I beat Green Goblin and then Gwen Stacy died? And you're like, yes, I do remember, bro. Like, Now can that I you bring it up, <laughs> I do. Right. Could it be? And then he just repeats himself over and over. And I'm like, oh, okay. Chris Claremont's injected a, a storytelling that was a little different. And I didn't have to kind of put up with the minutia of always rehashing the last few issues. And it still did it, but I, I maybe it was a way that Chris Claremont wrote it that that appealed to me. Um, I also blame Chris Claremont for keeping me away from DC. Okay. Uh, when I would read DC stuff, it just felt, and I know it's not like that now, but it felt young and just kind of okay. This is just aimed towards kids' comics. Like you mean like 
young as in kids or young right. as in like teenagers? No, like kids. Like kids. Okay. Yeah, like even though there was some compelling stuff, you know, you, the speedy issue of Green Lantern where, you know, there's heroin involved and, and things the, like that. On the cover, it's like right, shooting right. up, right? They definitely push some boundaries. Right. But at the same time, you get Kite Man and Rainbow Batman costume and I, Zebra costume Batman. I'm, I'm and sorry, but I love Kite Man now. Kite Man's great. I love him now. It's in on, the Harley Quinn cartoon. But back in the 60s, Kite Man was No, he was dumb. just a silly... Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't get that. You don't get Kite Man in the uh, in the Harley Quinn cartoon if Tom King didn't use him in, right. in, the, in Batman. Right. Tom, Tom, right. King's, Tom King's backstory for that character, I'm like, that's the only reason that works for me. That's why I love it so much is because of that new backstory. Otherwise, yeah, it's right. just a silly dude with a kite. And that's exactly oh, right. And what's his and nemesis? Condiment Man? Condiment King. Yeah. Is it King? Yeah. In the Harley Quinn cartoon where <laughs> Why they're going for got the same the wedding venue. The beginning of their stuff in DC too, like King Shark and I don't know. Like, I mean, okay. Because it's regal. <laughs> it's captivating. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So anyways, look, at how, much, pay, look at how much attention we pay to the royal family. We pay attention None. to kings and queens. Zero. <laughs> so Chris Claremont um is he's not my hero, but he's my hero. Um, I had an opportunity to meet him in 2019, and he was a class act. He was super cool. He kind of went above and beyond what I was expecting him to do. You know, usually when you're doing a, a signing, they're like, "Who you want me to make it out to?" <laughs> okay, here, cool. Here you go. Thank you. Chris was like, "You want me to do on the front? You want me to do on the back? Let me tell you a story about when I went to Germany." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And then was he I, was he super popular at that one and like had a line and was doing that? Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. When Dude, I I was Wolverine. getting two of the books that I. I pressed two books the night before, uh, Wolverine 1 <laughs> and uh, X- Uncanny X-Men 131. And I was going to bring them in and have him sign them. I left those in the press at home. So about <laughs> three quarters of the way to the convention, I was like, oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> I forgot my comic books. Thank you, sir. And so I, I spent part of the, the con, which was actually fun because it gave me something to do, looking for the specific books that I wanted to get graded. Also, Adam Coombert was there, and I didn't even realize he was there, so I spent some time trying to find a, a, a Wolverine book because he's my favorite Wolverine artist that I was looking for. Anyways. Coombert is? Yeah. Okay. So when I got the CGC n- witness, which was fortunately right next to the table, my wife and my, my children just stood there in line kind of and they were trying to get out of line but Chris Claremont was just talking to them <laughs> and just like there's people like, behind okay, them okay we gotta go no 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 let me tell you more about how I did this amazing yeah. thing like no we know it was just super it's open some... it was super pleasant and it was really a great time you know because sometimes you meet your heroes and their pieces yeah. of it's garbage <laughs> it's very nice yeah. to learn that they're actually cool people no, that so is, yeah absolutely yeah right and they're just people I mean yeah. you know just like us um, so he kind of shaped my childhood in, in the comic book world X-Men was my thing. Fortunately, when I was 19, I was trying to find more music, and there was a guy named and he he worked at a place called Sadie's, and I was a buster there, and he was a server, and he said he was trying to get into comic books, so I was like, hey, man, I'll let you like borrow my comic book collection so you can read. Crazy, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can read You can read my X-Men run, and just oh, let me no. borrow some music so I can like learn some new music. And he's like, okay, cool. So immediately I was on top of my game, and I brought my short box of X-Men, and, and I handed it to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot the, forgot some of the music. You know, I'll bring it to you. And then like week after week oh, after no. week. You I never even, got those comic you books You never back. even got oh. – did you get the music, though? I, I kind of got some music. 
he gave me, you know, like a CD case that was there was CD in it. He got, gave me a warped tape. Um, he gave me some stuff that obviously wasn't good. Right. Like he's like, I can finally get rid of this garbage. Yeah, I see that guy all the time. One time he was like, "Man, I really owe you." And like I was about to say, "Yeah, you do." Yeah, you but he like kept his sentence going where like you got me into comic books, and I was like. No, you really owe me thousands of dollars, <laughs> Those are my dude. His possessions of my <laughs> right. So I've slowly over time been rebuilding that X Men collection. So don't let anybody ever borrow your comic book collection, even if you think yeah. he's cool. I've lent out a single <laughs> issue like once, like one time. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't do that very. So hard. into music yeah. at the time, I just wanted That's to what, get more music. And That's what graphic novels are for. I, I was going to say, it wasn't I, a thing yeah. back then. I, I yeah, take graphic true. novels and I'll I'll be like, uh, so I have a saga, the first graphic novel mm-hmm. and I'll let people borrow that because if I don't get it back whatever you just come, 10 bucks. Buy you know, come here and yeah. buy another one for 10 bucks right yeah. exactly but so far I have gotten it back it's beat up because people are reading it sure. and they're falling in love with comic books and that's what I love sharing with people no and then from that point on they can come in here and start grabbing the rest of the run right exactly. that's kind of how I do it with the same if I lose the first one all right, they like usually whatever. have that one here. Yeah, yep. you know it's the sixth, seventh, eighth, eleventh that you can't find. You know, then then we might have to ones. special order it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So needless to say, so, I, you know, I, I trusted that dude. I really was like, I want to find new music, and that's what I was mm-hmm. all about. There was no Spotify, <laughs> there was no Pandora. It wasn't I mean, even Napster at the time, was there? No, no, yeah. none of that. I mean, there was tapes. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 What was, what was the internet? Yeah. <laughs> this is 94, so, you know, it was... Yeah, whatever. So needless yeah. to say, um, X-Men was my jam, and I still love X-Men. Um, you know, I'm still working on completing my X-Men series. Working in a place like this, though, you get a lot closer than... I'm the kind of guy who wants to pay minimum on my collection, you know? It's the thrill of the hunt. But right. Not only is sure. it the thrill of the hunt, it's the thrill of the deal. The, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> the haggling. I, absolutely, my hands. I want to. I want to find a whole bunch of great stuff at a minimal cost, even if it's not in the best condition. It's still cool, and that's a placeholder until I find like a perfect one that I'm willing to shell out some cash for. Right. But for the most part, I'd like to just get my stuff at a, at a good, good value and have fun with it. You know. So, anyways, Chris Claremont anniversary special. Some of the stuff he's done lately, I haven't been a huge fan of. Um, just because it's been lackluster or what have you, like the the wedding special, and it's possible that maybe he w- didn't even have anything to do with it, just en- didn't end up the way I wanted it to, things like that. So when I found that this was coming out, I, I went a little big on it because I like it. Um, it's still X-Men stuff, but it's more about Moonstar, and Hela is in it, which is really weird because I didn't know that they had a relationship whatsoever. But Hela is kind of the main evil baddie, but near the ends. You kind of wonder, is she the baddie? I mean, she definitely asks some stuff of Moonstar, but I like this book. It's got like 80 different artists, so Sankowitz, Chin, uh, Booth. Um, I mean, there's so many people on the list, I couldn't like do my thing where I normally go in. So-and-so wrote this, and right, so-and-so yeah. drew this. Yeah. And it doesn't tell you when it's switching. No, you have yeah. no idea. You just have to pay yeah. attention to, okay, this one's a little kind of the lines. Uh, That's Sankovich. Yeah, you can right. see the signatures on the bottom. Your signatures on the bottom. Oh, that's true. Also, Sinkevich is a very distinct style. It's right. very easy yeah. to recognize once you know what it is. So it starts with Moonstar being talked to by Hela, and then sh- they're in the forest or something. She's got this horse, and I don't know if the horse is part of Moonstar's character normally or it, not. Well, she's a Valkyrie. 
And so the okay, so, the lean um, horse is like her Valkyrie steed. But but they kind of make a Hella kind of says, "Oh well, you're riding my horse later," and that confused me because I was like, "Oh wait, what well, was it an Asgardian horse?" Hella makes her makes her a Valkyrie. Right, right. And this is all stuff that, frankly, you should know better than me. I've never seen any of this. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, never... I, I kind of assumed that. Uh, that's that because it was part I didn't read run. New Mutants. That's the weird thing. He went to New Mutants and he did like the first sixty issues or whatever. And I, I wasn't there. I stuck with X Men even oh, after weird. he was doing New Mutants. I was still in the X Men, right? Yeah. And then, um, like the last few years of high school, I took a break from comic books. Um, I was working all the time. I just didn't have the time for it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so I missed some stuff. Anyways. I like this book. I don't think that there's very many changes in the art style in a way that I, I wasn't comfortable with. You know, like we did that giant size X-Men number one. Yeah. yeah. And there was some art there where you were like, whoa, that's stark super difference. Super different. Super yeah. weird. It kind of didn't fit. Well, and that was a situation where literally every page it was changing. Yeah. It was each artist had one page, right? Right. Yeah. So two pages or something like that. This one they have like maybe just couple pages to tell one story and it's all one it, story it's all one story right. okay kind of like that one okay. a podcast but <laughs> um i got the book wet god damn hey man you avoided it the first time i, I had to i had to follow it up with a failure yeah. so needless to say um namor is in this book and if you listen i hate i namor. like namor i know Shh. I know. Can, can no, it's going. okay. Keep going. I just think he's a dick. In real life, he he'd be the, like, the guy I would not talk to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you don't talk oh, to there's Namor. I got to go this way. <laughs> I'm uh, shampooing my hair. Sorry, Namor. I and, also, go. and also, he's actively trying to steal your wife. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, he's yeah. actively trying. Yeah, he's a little slimy, yeah. man. And he, and he will look you in the eyes while he's doing it. <laughs> so, so they go, right? He's like, hey. That escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, I mean, he'll look you in the eye while he's hitting on your wife. Right. He's like, what do you think? So, how are you doing today? Your wife's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows that I think it now. He does that. He does that with Mr. Fantastic all the time. He's always trying to get Susan Storm. But that's you because not? Mr. Fantastic yeah. is a piece of shit and he's trying to save her. Well, <laughs> if, I I mean, had to, if I had to choose between two of them to be friends with, I would choose Mr. Fantastic. I don't know, man. <laughs> Atlantis? I mean, like if you're friends with Namor, you get to go. You get to go water. to Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. but you, you have to be around Namor. <laughs> you have All a right, you so. have a point that I'm absolutely on board with. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. So, so it goes into this Moonstar stuff, and then I don't know if this is like a flashback, what's going on? But all of a sudden, we're dealing with a portal and alternate dimension, Fantastic Fours, and Namor and Doctor Doom, and I was like, what is happening? I was having a similar. <laughs> Thing. I mean, I, and like, I still, I'm kind of, I kind of don't know what's happening still. Um, and I finished the book. I will add that I fell asleep several times in the book, right? Not yeah, because I was <laughs> unhappy, but because I was tired. <laughs> because he's old and tired, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe, maybe. I turned 45 <laughs> it's a few because, days ago. It's because oh, Tuesdays, happy belated birthday, man! I'm sorry. Thanks. It's because Tuesdays are long, tiring days here at the shop. Yeah, and then yeah. we also have to go home and read comics that night. Yeah, Tuesday, and... the whole day from beginning to end is comic books. Yeah, and usually I, you know, I get home around seven ish, and then I figure out dinner situations, hang out with the family for a little bit. And then, you know, I don't start reading until nine or 10. Sometimes it's just, yeah, mm. no, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> so anyways, um, even though I didn't know what was going on, I thought it was well written. Okay. I just, I didn't, there's a lot of Namor in here. So, and he's about to straight Merc 
the uh, Invisible Woman. Yeah, he, like he's he goes, about to yeah uh, eviscerate her, and then Moonstar shows up. He really spends a lot of time on this Fantastic Four thing. I don't, which was weird. Yeah, because you would expect X Men. It's a lot of real estate in this. Yeah, there's did at least he, six pages. He, was he Fantastic on Fantastic Four, Four for a while or something? I don't recall. I mean, I don't remember either. Maybe he's trying to spread his, le- you know, stretch his legs. And get yeah, some- maybe. <laughs> I was just trying spread his wings. I don't know if that would be a good analogy. Spread his wings. Chris Claremont spread his wings a long time ago. There you he go. He needs to fly. He needs to fly. He's a peacock. I need to fly. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because Moonstar shows up, stops Namor, and then all of a sudden everything's fine. The portal closes. Everybody's good. And she says, wonder where I go from here and what will happen next. You're like, wait. So, <laughs> what was what? the point of all that? I really don't I, know until you get to the end, and then you realize that this is really Moonstar kind of finding her place within herself because she's been confused about why or what. Okay. Um, and at first, when I was reading this, I was like, okay, this is just kind of an homage to some of the characters he created because you know he made up Moonstar, he made up Dark Phoenix because she's in here for a minute too. Yeah. For like two panels. Um, so I really just thought there's Rogue and talk about uh, Carol Danvers and stuff. And this is a, an evil Rogue. So it's all based on kind of what he's done. Well, it's like early Rogue, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. she's, got the, she's got that weird hoodie. Yeah. You know, the hoodie? I like evil Rogue. <laughs> I don't have a problem with evil Rogue, but I think she's far too powerful to be evil. Right. If like, the, I think they <laughs> were like, we need like, to move oh, her over wait. to our side. <laughs> she'll, she'll destroy everybody. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's make her good. And then... Then you see Moonstar, obviously, is a Valkyrie, but I feel like up until that point, you were like, well, okay, it's Moonstar. She's got a horse. They talk about her being a Valkyrie, but I'm confused. Then it turns out that the Jesus. reason that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason that Rogue is evil in this is it's Shadow Master? Or Shadow King? Yeah, Shadow, Shadow, King. Shadow King seems to be the main villain of this. And then it gets confused here because all of a sudden she turns into like Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. And yeah, current Captain. Yeah, Marvel. like that's her current costume, right? Like I was confused by it as what well. The yeah, because when that? she took over, I mean, that's part of Rogue's backstory point, is that she's got Carol Danvers kind of right. in her head a right. little she bit. Absorbed she absorbed Carol Danvers so much and power. resonated and stayed there for a while. And right. It didn't well, go it's away. why it's why Rogue can still fly and has super strength. Right. Is because right. she took because she took, took uh, Carol Danvers' powers and kept them. They did, but they I think that Carol Danvers actually ended up being trapped in her for a while. For, yeah. for a while, yeah. Well, I think isn't that why she why, isn't that why she became binary? Is because they're they like made her powers unstable or something? That's exactly right. Actually, yeah. So so it I goes into all that, and thought. then <laughs> it, eventually you find out that it is a Shadow King. And when I was when I was reading this, I was like, okay, I remember the Shadow King, but I'm having a hard time remembering how and why. And I think it was. Actually, during the Chris Claremont, like in the 200s, like mid-200s, right before he left or whatever, where the Shadow King was part of it. And, and it's was, one of those things where normally I'll look all this stuff up so that I don't sound like a dummy. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But I fell asleep. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So then she finds Gambit, and I don't believe that Chris Claremont did Gambit because I thought that he had left the book by 266. Mm, I, I'm, if I remember correctly, it's Didn't he it's come his. back? Maybe. Hey, Chris, let us know by calling me and talking yeah, to me. No, just <laughs> please, please hey, hang out with me. Chris, don't, don't call me. You know I like texts. So. <laughs> you know. You know me well enough, Chris Claremont. So, That's right. 
there's a lot of strengths in this book. The writing's good. It, like I said, it's pretty confusing as to what's going on and where. I mean, now we're dealing with Storm. And and there was a part where in Chris Claremont's story where she's a kid. And the whole thing was all the X-Men were supposed dead by the world. And they lived in Australia. And Storm actually disappeared. That's where you go to fake your death. Australia. Oh, right yeah. The outback. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so, so we're crossing a lot of paths that he's already done. And I think that was the point of this book. He just wanted to kind of like meld a whole bunch of his ideas together. <laughs> it's and kind of a victory lap for him, you know? Right? That's what, yeah. yeah, that's what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, huh? absolutely. <laughs> remember, remember when I did this? Also, remember, remember I did this too. Also, remember <laughs> this, this right here. I did this and did you this. liked it back then. So you're going to like it now. In the end, Hela tries to manipulate Moonstar into thinking that she's a product of of the Valkyrie thing and that she's like, she belongs to her kind of turns out it's the shadow King doing all this stuff. And then Moonstar has a re- revelation that she is who she is and who she's been. And she's the leader of the new mutants and she's no pushover and she's a badass. And so, you know, the last panels, this whole thing, Thou art forever the champion of life. For life we win. And she rides off into the sunset on her Valkyrie horse with her Valkyrie stuff and a staff. And it's it was just a fun way of Chris Claremont writing a whole bunch of his characters and characters maybe that he even likes. And having some great artists write, draw with him. Uh, and I'm, it's a one-shot. Um, if there was more, I'd probably read it just because I'm a Chris Claremont sucker. Okay. Um, <laughs> this wasn't his best stuff by any means. But I enjoyed it. It's one of the. It seems like, um, from what I'm understanding, if I if I'm understanding you correctly, it's it's kind of like a clip show when you get near the end of a series and they're like, well, before our final episode, we're going to have this new episode, and it's all <laughs> yeah. clips from the seasons. A little bit, but there's a story. There's there's okay. a story that that actually is through the whole thing and it all has to do with Danny Moonstone. I mean, well, did you ever see the clip show of Home Improvement? There's there's yeah, a there's story. Usually, there's usually and they go back to the clips to to show their memories. There's usually there's like a, a story. like a framing device for the for the whole thing. And, right. And and I get that. This yeah. wasn't quite there Not because quite it's that, all original but. story. They didn't like delve into the Outback X-Men stuff and they're they're not okay. talking about the Dark Phoenix and the Hellfire Club and stuff like that. Interesting. But so, so it was you, good. So Okay. So it sounds like good for like a Chris Claremont fan and if you're not a fan maybe avoid it. If you are a Chris Claremont fan you should definitely check this out. Um, okay. I am somebody who is too young to have read all that X-Men Claremont stuff and I have not gone back and read read it all. He's the baby of the group. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, He's in his 30s. Yeah, I'm I'm, o- I'm only 31 years old. Um, so much to learn, so much. <laughs> but uh I was, I mean, I was, there was, there was definitely parts of this where I was like, I'm confused. I'm going to stop reading. And then I was like, nope, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. I'm proud of you. You did it. And I, I stuck through it. And by the end I was like, I don't really know what happened there, but I did, I I guess the ride was okay. Um, (laughs) I think it's all just Danny Moonstar, like coming in her own, like trying to discover herself and all these situations, whether they were flashbacks or, or. It seems like she was getting transported to like these different points in like history or something or like a I, clip show. I don't remember. I mean, and I didn't read a ton <laughs> of Fantastic Four, 
I hate you. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's it. You know, there is this whole Dark Phoenix thing, and, and right. I mean, if if she's bouncing, it was, a, it was a clip show, but if clip shows also had like like surrealism, you know. Oh, yeah. sweet. There's this part where, where Hela's like, let thy ordeal begin. Because Hela has to talk in that stupid Asgardian, like, yeah. confusing language all he, the time. And he like, does uh, that with her, that, and that was like, <laughs> have, oh have you ever read any, like, Thor or anything Asgard, really? I have not. I, I, love, so f- I love Thor. <laughs> I, love, I, I love Thor comics. Right, I do too. But they, they do, when they introduce these Asgard characters into other stories and stuff, They've got a certain way of talking, right? Sure. It's like, oh well, we want to talk like Norse mythology would talk, but then it <laughs> Which doesn't is apparently make sense. just old English, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's uh, middle English. It's like if Yoda like talked like a like a god, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all it's, backwards. It's and weird. I do. I do enjoy the phrase. I say thee nay. I do. I <laughs> That's do a like good that. one. <laughs> I say, I thee, say nay. thee nay. Either that or no, but okay. Yeah. I say thee nay. I do like that. And you, Thor's usually <laughs> screaming it when he's like hitting somebody in the face with his hammer. So, yeah, which is always good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want spaghetti for dinner? I say thee nay. <laughs> Clank. Oh, oh, all right. Um, wow. Then your wife Sonya? says, "Well, I guess you're not eating anything." <laughs> then. Right. Also, I'm gonna get some ice for this. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. So yeah. So there you go, Chris Claremont. All right. So uh, our 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 guiding system with uh, comic books generally is: Would you pick up the second issue? A lot of times we've been running into this problem because it's either the final issue or it's a one shot, so it doesn't quite line up with how we set up our grading system. There, maybe we'll have to come up with an untapped type type system. But what do you? So what do you think as far as if? If this were half of a story and it were a two shot, yeah, would you go to the second? Yes, but only because I would like need to know what's going on. Like Okay. I so I just read a part that kind of helped me figure it out. When Hella says, Let your journey begin, it's like her her induction or even being ranked in to the Valkyrie. Oh, so is that all a fever dream, maybe? No, I think she's transported to different moments in time where she's, she has to <laughs> she's, getting, she's getting initiated. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I think that's actually what's going on now that I'm not half asleep while reading this book. There you go. So it was definitely confusing. And if if I hadn't been half asleep, maybe it would have been better. But I mean, Jason had a clear head and he was confused confused by it. It's still enjoyable enough to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Come buy it here at Astro Zombies. Yeah. Also, also, I mean, by any anytime you want a comic book or or pops uh, records, there's there's action figures, everything. Everything is here. Yeah, Legos and everything. So, this isn't a this this isn't a plug though for Astro Zombies. <laughs> it, it, it is actually. Oh, yeah. oh, you're, you're our, that's why we well, do this you're our podcast. major sponsor. <laughs> yeah. We literally record in your store. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you ever want an autograph from some famous people, you know, just ask the guys that are behind the counter. I'm sure yeah. they'll they'll sign something for you. I, I, I'm not committing to anything. I, I was going to start saying inappropriate stuff, but I'm going to not do that either. All right. Well, I tell you what. If I'm ever in the shop and you want my autograph, just ask. Just look for the consumer. He's here. Look for the consumer, for the consumer. and I'll sign anything. Just don't go around asking customers, are you Chad? Can you sign this? Are you Chad? Can you sign this? But can I walk around and just be like, do you want an autograph? No. Please. Do you want an autograph? Do you want an autograph? Do you want an autograph? If you do that, I will kick you out. Dang it. <laughs> So, uh, so what did you read? <laughs> I read um, Serial, by written and drawn by Terry Moore. Ugh, I'm 
getting caught on wires here. The cover of that is stunning. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a really cool cover. cover. Um, it, it says a lot too, and just like looking at the cover, oh, like, oh, wow, this is cool. Yeah. Um, is it all black and white? Yeah, it's all black and white, oh, wow. so there's no That's colors to talk kind of what to Terry Moore of. does. Yeah. So Terry Moore is a is a is a really interesting guy. Um, he got his start in comics, but pretty early on in his career, he sort of broke off and decided to just do things on his own. Like, like his wife is his publisher. <laughs> so <That's awesome. laughs> he, he writes and draws everything himself and he's sort of built this, this Terry Moore universe where, yep. and a lot of his characters kind of cross over with each other and stuff, but they're not like most of them, like you're not dealing with like superpowers here. Right. Most of it is very, very slice slice of life, or, yeah. um, or you know, real world kind of stuff. I and feel like it's not maybe not exclusively, but almost exclusively strong female protagonists. Yeah, like he every, really every, everything. Rachel Rising, Motor Girl, um, Strangers in Paradise, all badass chicks. Oh, that's awesome. This one too, it looks like. Yeah, the, yeah, that definitely seems to be the case. Um, way it opens, it uh. <laughs> It opens with the with a car sort of on a cliff overlook thing, sort of make like, you points. know, a make out point kind of thing. And there's these two <laughs> people in a car and it quickly becomes apparent that one of them is a is like a they both work at a pizza place, so one of them's a the manager and the other one's the like sixteen year old employee who's getting a ride home from work. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it and it goes the way that you are hoping it won't. Right, uh, he sort of he's he's coming onto her pretty strong. Uh, he makes his move. She jumps out of the car. He starts to get aggressive, and then uh, in one of my favorite panels in comic books ever, she kicks him right in the right in the uh, sweet spot. And uh, right, in which the balls. isn't the sweet spot yeah. if you're a guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> he kicks him right. However. In the balls. That's where it's deserved. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, this guy deserves it too. And the yep. way they, the way he draws this guy, you take one look at this guy, you're like, oh yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you take a look I at was, this guy. I was gonna ask. Yeah. Oh, he's fat. He's, he's <laughs> slick back hair. Like, a guy. He's, he's, he's also, an orange shirt. Oh wait, that's me. He's also wearing. I was gonna say, a, wait, let me see that real he's quick. He's wearing a button-up <laughs> shirt that is just like a little too small, like, like. Just a little too small. <laughs> uh, <laughs> since you can't see it, he's got a, he's got a really good mustache. I really, Chad. I really was not trying to, to, attack, to attack Chad, but uh, dude, that button's gonna fall off into my face. <laughs> Boing. Boing. I'm so not a she, creep. I'm not a creep though. <laughs> he is. Just so she I kicks this like guy. One. She kicks this guy, and then he sort of falls, and. He, he it comes to the point where he's hanging off of the cliff, and uh, she he's like, "Oh, help me, help me! I'm gonna fall! I'm gonna die!" And she just lets him fall. <laughs> All right, and uh, <laughs> so it's like I didn't kill you; I just didn't help you. Well, but then sh- what she does next is she sort of like takes off the like sweater that she's wearing like over her over her shirt. And she uses it to sort of like wipe down the car. Oh wow! Yeah, like wipe down prints like, and stuff. Yeah, and then she walks off into the forest, where she has hidden a motorcycle. She, oh, so, okay. She drives off to thickens. a storage unit where she takes off her wig, changes her clothes, and then uh, 
and then leaves uh, looking totally different and much older than the 16-year-old that so, she was originally portrayed as. Right, but it looks like as she's taking off her makeup, she's taking off bruise like, oops, sorry. Yeah. She's see, taking off makeup that is covering bruises. And there's a few things here that 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 I'm like, oh, that merits further further examination. Yeah. But we don't necessarily get those answers in this issue because okay. this, this is the first issue. This is serial number one. Um, but it looks like, S, it looks like she, when she is removing her makeup there, her makeup was covering some, uh, some bruising on her face. If, if I, if I may interject at, at no, this please. point, um, the way you're describing the story is it, it, it seems like it might go in a direction where she's a victim and she's helping other victims. It's so, it seems kind of to me, it's okay. my, sort of my thing is that I think that she, because the book is called Serial, and the main the the character on the cover of the book is holding a bloody like sword, right? <laughs> so and I'm thinking all over the place. So oh. what I'm thinking is she may be a like a serial killer, and what she does is she like tracks down creepos and kills them. Remember right. that vein, the vein book we we, we did a few weeks ago, like a few yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of same thing. You know, those were vampires, and they they prey on uh, sexual perpetrators. I'm getting the feeling this is kind of the same thing. And maybe a little maybe. bit of a Baxter, thing? yeah, or Dexter. Dexter. Dexter, yeah. And maybe maybe those bruises are from all the fights she has, and not, yeah. not from we, him specifically. We don't know. Okay, yeah, that's um, the beauty. Of but that's a lot of speculation here because really this book doesn't doesn't tell it doesn't give sure. us those answers. Um, and then another thing that that confuses me a little bit, uh, we sort of switch gears here to what looks like another character. Looks like she's like a like a like a sort of a preteen age girl, and she's having this dream where she is, she's using a doll as a weapon, and there's all these sort of like cartoonish bad guys in her dream. There's like a wrestler with a folding chair and like a like a mob guy, like I guess that's a caveman <laughs> or a Sasquatch. Oh, that's Sasquatch. that that is caveman, like Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman. Yeah. But it's it's like all these different like that's that's Nosferatu and that looks so this like, is definitely yeah. a dream. It's a lot of like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like cartoonish bad guys and in her kind of looks like, like a little Scotty Young there her face the way she, way he does oh, her face yeah. and uh, yeah a little bit and that's why I was like what well, the art style has totally changed this and that suddenly became very surreal whereas before it was very grounded and she's in her dream she's just like hacking these dudes all up and it's not bloody like they look like hams when she cuts them <laughs> <laughs> so yeah very cartoony yeah and then a uh and then a uh a sort of salute to some other prominent indie comics she says cowabunga yojimbo <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome that's hilarious <laughs> i was like oh you're giving it your you're tipping the hat to your to your fellow comic creators there. The most successful indie comic book ever made. What Spawn? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so she, she she gets like a phone call and answers the phone, and it like wakes her up from her dream, and uh, it just sort of ends there. The book is. So if there's one sort of complaint I have about this book, it's that it see it seems very apparent that he's writing this for a graphic novel format, and that oh, he's yeah. just mm. it's just sort of cutting off at, at issues where like 
Just wherever the just, page count is. It's like we yeah. we hit twenty pages, cut off. We'll we'll pick it off at the we'll pick it up at the next in the next issue. Um, he's got nobody to tell him otherwise. Yeah, except yes. for us. Right? Yeah, but Terry, I, Terry, text me again. I don't want to go over this. Don't call me. You know all these guys. You're so popular. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it reminds me of something that Aaron Campbell said last week, where he was talking about you know like there's a lot more autonomy in indie comics where you can kind of have a page count of what you want versus yeah. the two yeah. where you're stuck in 22 page format. You know this is what you got and this is you make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which you know sometimes they they do that to. The, to the detriment of the consumer and sometimes yeah. they really they really give the consumer a really good deal yeah. like what was it Adventure Man with well, that first issue of oh, Adventure Man yeah, was yeah. like double size and Dude, it was three ninety nine. dollars yeah. yeah it was a big book and it was normal size uh, yeah. and you know we'll, we'll talk some praise on Kirkman here again you know he did that with his last issue of of Walking Dead where yeah it was like it was a double size page but it was or something. Three ninety nine, you know. Yeah. And he was just and the la- the la- the, and that last issue came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was like an extra nod to be like, hey, if you've already been like, if you've been subscribed to Walking Dead and mm-hmm. you're like reading mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. like month to month, like you, good for you. You here's your prize. Here's your prize. <laughs> here's the prize. The prize at the end of the Cracker Jack box was a longer one ninety three. Well, and then also <laughs> a book that that jumped up in price like immediately because oh, yeah. and, because everybody under ordered it. Yeah, but none of the people we, who collect that book sold it because they were like, "Ah, this is the end of right, my, right." My yeah, hundred ninety three issues. This is a big chunk of my life. Which know? I which I think I think was smart on his. It not necessarily smart, but it was really it was it was kind of nice to people like that aren't um, speculators, speculator hunters. Yeah, yeah. flippers. He definitely because, did it to spite them. Right, and I, I, think he, I think he even said as much. Yeah. Oh, I like, wouldn't surprise. He me. was like, "Speculators, no luck on this one," because I didn't let anybody know. Nobody knew. But Good like, even him, even, you know? even like us at the shop, like comic book retailers, didn't know that that. No, there right, was. That's the only way he would have been able to do it. There was fake explanations for the next two issues. And yes, there were solicitations. I, yeah, yeah, I ordered shit that <laughs> yeah. we'll never see. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we we'll never know what Carl did in that episode because it never happens. Never. Happens. <laughs> so, so with cereal though, um, yeah. I kind of really want to read that now, dude. The art is I fantastic. Did too, honestly, the art's it, really it, cool. It really, really draws me in. The <laughs> even the black and white. Yeah, oh, the black and white especially. I yeah. think that's really, really that's one of his specialties, well. and I and that's what I love about this yeah. guy i mean he does it's it's great art it doesn't need the color to get it a point across like there was mm-hmm. the strangers in paradise uh follow-up story they did and it was about them finding her in her new very normal life and her having to like break down the wall and get the hell out of town and leave her cat and her family behind and there's just this one panel where the cat's just sitting there at the window while she's leaving and it's snowing and you like feel so like bad because, you know, she has to leave the cat, and the cat is, like, missing her, and the snow is coming down, and it was just, like, just amazing. It's just, everything he does is really, really good. Yeah, he's he's sort of a master of his craft, and the, the, the fact that he's sort of carved out this little corner of, of the comics industry for himself is mm-hmm. really cool. Right. Because he can do whatever he wants, and I think that in this case, that has proven to be better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever an artist gets to the point where they can kind of do whatever they want, sometimes. Tom McFarland. Sorry, I had, I had something wrong in my throat here. <laughs> Todd, send me a text message. I'll I'll talk to you about that. 
<laughs> Just stop putting the world's longest comic on the front cover of your books, man. Uh, uh, world record breaking. He, he never will. I know. He never he will. Never will. <laughs> so uh, tell us. So so tell us. Serial number two. Yeah, I'll I'll be reading the second issue for sure. Um, okay. If for no other reason than the way that just sort of cuts off, and I was like, "Oh, where's the next? Where's the next page I of story?" Need more. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's that's great that because there are some books that I read and I'm like, "Okay, cool, can't wait till next issue. I'll see it when it comes out." But it sounds like this one is like I wanted to turn the page and there wasn't more there and yeah. I was upset. It's like the Chris of Oak Islands where you need more. <laughs> <laughs> Not seven seasons. It's just sort of an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting way to to cut off an issue. It's it's in such stark contrast to you read enough superhero books, you kind of know like, okay, so it definitely seems like the next page is gonna be a oh yep, it's a crazy. It's a crazy splash page where right. something crazy is going on, and this is the last page of the book. It's a cliffhanger. That's nice. why I kind of didn't like the last Ronin initially, because I was expecting that, because we were so close to the end. I thought it was a one-shot for because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I was true. like, how is this... How is this going to wrap up in one page, you know? like Because you're expecting that final page, and then it didn't happen. Like, the final page happened, but it's yeah. because... It's going to continue. Wow. <laughs> the last run is so good. Do it's you read Turtles? Good. No. Oh, no. God. We need to get him a copy of that yeah. uh, stat. Good luck. <laughs> uh, we got third well, copies coming in, in early February. Third print. Are the third yeah, print? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, any second prints left? No. no. No, I sold my last one Saturday. Did you? And they kind of you know, slacked off on the You know, it's, it's weird. We, we had those second printings, and they took a while. We got a bunch, and it took a while for them to sell. But as soon as they were gone, we had like three people over the next couple of days being like, do you have, do you have, do you have last Ronin? Do you have last Ronin? Do you have do you, last Ronin? Do you guys like ever if wonder... If you come in like three days ago, you would have been cherry, dude. Yeah, you would have four of them if you wanted. Right, but I, I, I wonder if, um, and this is, I guess this is a question kind of back to when we talk about the shop talk, but um, do you guys think that sometimes people don't know it's here and then as it starts to sell, people it, are like, dude, you need to go down there and pick it up. It's and then very it's much gone. That. And it's, it's word of mouth. Word of mouth. And okay. or they read, they saw some article about it on the internet. What's or, that AT&T okay. commercial where there's like the super cute girl that was on commercials a few years ago and she's working in the AT&T place she, and the guy comes he, in. He's like, yes. he calls his mom. Yeah. And then they're like, what'd your mom say? He's like, oh, it was a guy named Carl. But he's really excited. He's coming down. He's coming like, down. It wasn't his mom at all. She's and, like, oh, okay. and the girl's like, oh, word of mouth. It's how they used to do, uh, it's how they used to sell things before advertising. And she like breaks the fourth wall and stares right at you. <laughs> word oh, of mouth. Okay. You know, uh, from what I understand, she's supposed to be Squirrel Girl. That would be fantastic. Yeah, she yeah. got cast as Squirrel Girl a long time ago, but nothing's come of it. it hey, I, I, if they do it, if they do it soon enough, I think she's, I think she's great for the role. Yeah. Again, these are, Weird tangents we go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Um, I think she's great for the role. Um, the The thing with movies is they take, like, from years. inception of idea, it's like five yeah, to ten inception. years before. <laughs> yeah, five to ten years before you actually start rolling. So hope, hopefully, hopefully she still gets that role. She has a like a podcast slash. Uh, sketch comedy show. Thing? Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw crap. one with what's Matt the, Damon, and he was like doing the, this water. It's her and another girl yeah. where they're like sitting on a 
couch. Exactly. And whoever there's whoever the guest on the show is sitting sits in between them. Sits in between them. And they oh, do like okay. a weird fawning thing over them. They're like, do like, yeah, they like awkwardly do you know what, interview yeah. them. Do you know what her <laughs> name is? Uh, her girl? name is oh, something that right. sounds very Eastern European. Listen, AT and T girl, just remember. shoot me a text and I'll listen to your <laughs> podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jesus. So, so oh, cereal, cereals, cereals delicious, up. and so is this comic. So is this comic awesome? Did you have anything else to say? Sorry, man. I, like I cut you off. I didn't want to be all like, all right, moving on. Cool. Thanks. Goodbye. Great. Right. Mo- Milana Ventrub. Is her name? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I I was actually trying to keep that to myself. I didn't want to tell everybody I knew. Her, <laughs> now everybody's gonna be breaking down just, Chad's gosh. doors so they can I know. get a glimpse Milana, of her. Milana, make sure you out. text me because I don't take phone calls. Yeah, guys, Chad knows every celebrity and every comic book. I do. <laughs> What'd you read, Chad? I read Eternals. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Now okay. here, now here's the thing. This came out last week. That's okay. It did. But the problem was I had two books this week. Mm-hmm. It was Darth Vader and Immortal Hulk. Both of those I've already told people. We've talked about buy both it, Buy yeah. it, buy it, buy it. Um, both so of which are good still, right? 100%. And cool. so I didn't need to... I, I didn't feel like I needed to just be all like, hey, guys, let me talk about this cool stuff again. Let's talk about again. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. Right, exactly. <laughs> or Deceased. Although I might. Deceased we'll always talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Eternals, um, this is a new number one. Uh, the writer is Karen Gillan. Artist is Isad Ribic. Uh, color artist is Matthew Wilson. Letters by VCs, uh, Clayton Cowles. So I don't know anything about the Eternals. <laughs> Nobody does. I it's didn't a, either going into this. They are a Jack Kirby creation. They are. Which the is, God Jack Kirby Well, this. I, I feel like Jack Kirby created them after he started dropping acid. So, <laughs> no, so all of this stuff is like that, man. <laughs> Jack Kirby Jack Kirby was always a little on the weird side with right. his writing. He's notoriously spacey. Right. Yeah. And once like, once he got his name to a certain point, it like was almost like I can drop acid like and everybody knows it, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, looks, it looks great. <laughs> and we're all dropping acid, too. Have so. you ever seen a picture of Jack Kirby? I, I don't think so. He does not look like a guy who would be doing any drugs ever. <laughs> he, oh, he's all he straight is, laced. Yeah, and, yeah, he's yeah. like he's like a he looks like a greaser. Like oh, he always so he like funny. he always did cigarette the like, pack in the roll up cigarette up pack and the roll up <laughs> roll up shirt sleeve. So, he yeah, always had a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> he had the like slicked back like like New York Italian hair like haircut. He did not look like he did not look a guy who would create this book. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was that's something that's always entertained me about Jack Kirby so, is he did not look like yeah. a comic So not only did Jack Kirby work on the book and he's the creator, but Gaiman took a swing at this book. And that's actually what With, we're probably uh, gonna Meter get. Junior. Yeah. What we're probably gonna get Gaiman stuff in the movie. Is is I what I've told. That then. I've been told. Or red, I guess is. So uh, he texted me and said, "Hey, my stuff is." <laughs> hey, just so you know, can I give you a little history you know? on Eternals? Please, like, uh, I I would because so before I jump into it, I would like the history. Um, and so, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna preface this. Anybody that is listening to this right now, if you don't want the spoiler on this one, you're gonna have to pause it, read the book, and come back because this is yeah. a big spoiler. But I have to talk about the end of this book. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you so, especially so, have to talk about the right end of this book. exactly. Yeah. So it's, tell me, tell me the so history on the, the reason. Kind of nobody knows this stuff, and uh, nobody really knows Eternals is because 
he did the, he didn't do Eternals until he came back to Marvel after doing his stint at DC. Right. So he like he worked at Marvel like all through the sixties and then I think in nineteen seventy he jumped ship and went to DC where he created the fourth world, like Dark Side is New Gods. New Gods. gods. I was gonna say the New Gods. Um, he so, did a lot of Silver Surfer. Well, that was... Did he, he, did he help that's create pre. it? Yeah, that's, that's at all, Marvel, but... Yeah, that's at Marvel. And that was all pre... That was all Silver Age, um, was where he was working with Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, but he eventually became pretty sour with, with how he was being treated at Marvel when he, he jumped ship to DC. Um, he's... As, as important as the fourth world stuff has sort of become to the continuity of the DC universe these days, that stuff did not sell super great. Yeah, no, at the absolutely. Time. Right. Um, so DC became disenchanted with him pretty quickly. And, okay. And he kind of became this like, uh, we got this guy from Marvel and now we, we don't really know what to do with him. And uh, so his contract kind of ran out. He was selling books over there, so we got him. But we well, don't know what we got him for yet. Yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, well, the, kind of. And plus, the deal that they gave him was amazing. They gave right. him this like crazy deal to jump ship, and not only so, not only was he not a, his stuff was not a super great seller, but he was also cost. He was also expensive. Right. 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 And, yeah. Yeah. And so he. It's ended like up, Herschel Walker on the Minnesota Vikings. You're like, eh, you're not worth the money, bro. This yeah. is. This so sports talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you gotta throw I'm in like, yeah, something Chris, that sure, nobody's okay. gonna understand. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, like whatever. Who's Walker? Where are the Vikings? So when he went, he ended up, So Jack Kirby ended up going back up to back over to Marvel, and one of the things he did when he came back to Marvel was the Eternals, and that didn't really sell that great either because right. Marvel comics had changed quite a bit in that in the time that he was gone. And uh, they also kind of, they also became top dog while he was gone. Right in 1970, Marvel overtook DC in sales, and it would never changed after that. No, yeah, it hasn't. Right. Right. Um, uh, okay. So so this was kind of like a thing, and then he retired not long after. He retired from comics not long after doing this. He the he, Eternals. He became pretty jaded about the comics industry, and he ended up sort of doing the rest of his career doing like illustrations for magazines and stuff yeah which um, is something he I made could, a lot more money doing right than comics. I, and i could go into a lot with jack kirby um but i won't because we don't have the time maybe maybe another time uh there is a a play called king kirby um, a play yeah wow. it's it's actually really amazing um okay so eternals number one uh esad ribic he, I mean, he's a known artist. Yes. Yeah. Not just like, oh, he does art in comic books. Like, he's he's known for his style. Um, I love it. I love his stuff. It is a I, cool, cool style. I love it as well. It's a cool style. There are, I do have, like, nitpicky stuff in here. But nitpicky stuff is always hard to, like, really talk about. Not, I get it. We're reviewers, and we're we're really supposed to dive into it and tell people how we feel about it. The nitpicky thing is there's nitpicky stuff in here, but it doesn't sit enough with me to even mention it sure. because the rest of it is so great. Like the Iron Man armor is just amazing. I'm like, I could I could get behind that, like as the normal artist in yeah, this yeah, and this yeah. thing. What was this called? This uh, was a, a mar- not a marauder, um a malevolent? Is that what they called it? Uh, 
it's a big monster that has the 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 brain of a of a five year old. Basically, they're like a it's like an overexcited puppy, but it's a giant monster. Yeah, and every once in a while, they want to eat people. That's terrifying. And so the turtles kind of have to like stop them from doing that. And and that's what they were saying is like the way they described it is like every once in a while they'll do that, Mm -hmm. but not normally. So they were in the book. They were describing it as like uh, the Mogwais, and they were like, "It's like a gremlin. Mm-hmm. You have one that's just fine, but every once in a while, one pops out and it wants to cause some havoc." Like and then they talked about like, kind of like their argument would be, "It's kind of like humans." Yeah, <laughs> like humans are generally fine, but every once in a while, that's one of you the get funniest a parts killer. of the book, man. Where they're like talking about that, and he's like, "Oh, man, why would why would we even have this creature around if this is what happens?" And they're like, right. "You guys have serial killers, <laughs> right?" So they would yeah. say the same to you. They're like, "It's a pretty easy comparison." Um, so so I, th- the reason I wanted to talk about the art first is because that that's what really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. This it's a beautiful book for sure. It really is. His lines are so smooth and simple you know like you get mm-hmm. a lot of hard line outline and it's smooth inside mm-hmm. he does all his lines very smooth yeah there's not a lot of hard outline very thin lines mm-hmm. too right, he, right. He, you know it's it's there's not like a super thick outline on all this the characters. only complaint i had about the the art wasn't even the art it was the colorist and or litterer where in they use a lot tone. of right right there's a lot of soft tone but they use a like a, a different version of blue Inside a blue word bubble on top of a mostly blue background. You ever watch like a like a like a cop show on like network television, and they just like slap a blue filter on the whole on the thing the whole time? You mean Man yeah, of Steel? And it's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what this felt like. Yeah, it's how they make it a darker a weird. feel, you know? I mean, yeah. that's just how they're going to get dark. Remember, we were talking about that space one. It was all purple. Um, yeah. yeah, we only see them when they're dead. Yeah, yeah. You were like, ah, this is too much purple. Like, I, that was that I was had the same experience. Um, with that, but that's yeah. the only complaint I had about the art. I mean, yeah, and 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 all those. I think all those points are are valid. It's not bad. It's not like oh, I need to look away from this. It's it's very good, but it's <laughs> my eyes. There's some oh, facial God. expressions on the main dude that blew me away. I was just like, man, that's there was hard always, to get. Really there were some, but there were, there were also some other ones where I was like, mm, <laughs> okay. did you? I'm not sure what you're doing there. Um, so but uh, I think. A lot of times his, because I think Saad Rubik is European, if I'm not mistaken. So I think a lot of times some like European mannerisms will sort of snake their way into his characters. Uh, and sometimes it's like, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not what that guy would probably do, but all right. <laughs> but that's a weird right. facial expression, but I've also seen that on a British television show, so maybe not so weird. Right. Yeah, you that's know, maybe, where he could be drawing it from. Yeah. Um, but as far as the story goes... Like I was lost the entire time because really, again, part of it is not knowing the history of the Eternals, right? And they're dropping us into a world where these Eternals are waking back up. And so you should know this one. You should know that one. However, I know that comes across as a complaint, but at the same time, they're world building with it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And so... So it's almost like, okay, I'm interested to see when this person pops back up. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't get grounded with the relationship between, um, who's this, who's this new guy? 
Uh, or Icarus, he's not new. Icarus, Icarus is the main guy. Icarus, yeah, and, and uh, Sprite. Sprite. I, I, I they they explain it. Like I, I get it. No, I mean I get it. That I, they explained it, but it, it seemed to me like Sprite has a somewhat because it in this like the, the like Eternals. Loki. Well, the Eternals yeah, are just, like yeah. The Eternals, they, they die, and then they and then they come back to life. It's, it's like a eternal. cycle. They're eternal. And it seems like in previous cycles, Sprite has had has played a somewhat villainous role. And so Icarus was like, why the hell are we waking him up, like or her up? Like, right. it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and, and immediately it is. Yeah, well, and, but then they, then they are put on this mission together. So you've got this sort of like fun odd couple dynamic with yeah, them, where totally. like, right? Mm-hmm. Where he is like, I don't trust you. You, I don't know why you're having to tag along. Like I, you have to I have to bring you along. But <laughs> she's like, it's okay. You can trust me. Don't trust me. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. right? Which is yeah. like, all right. Yeah, she's mischievous. Yeah, she's just a troublemaker. You know, she's she's a good, she's a superhero that has tendencies to be mischievous. Right. And then the reason that, that she was put into, um, I'm going to use the word stasis, but it's like a prison. Basically, yeah. she, was, she was locked up for who knows how long. They don't really say. Well, long enough for her to be forgiven and re-released. Well, they made it sound, too, that like like they made her sit out a few cycles or something right, because right. of what she did. Yeah. Yeah. So and remember, so the- they have these lives. Sometimes they remember the past life, and sometimes they don't. Right. So this is one of those things where she doesn't remember what she did because they erased her memory, and that's pretty common for them to erase the memory of the Eternal. And I feel like that's why they're kind of setting that up with this because Eternals has been greenlit for a movie, so mm-hmm. they're going to be yeah. making oh, it. Yeah. That's oh, why this yeah, is that's... even here. Right, exactly. Have you seen Kamal Nanjiani? No. No. The comedian that they that they cast for this who was in Silicon Valley? Oh, I have no who, idea. Who in that show plays sort of a like schlubby programmer, <laughs> and they cast him in a Marvel movie, which when which when they do that, they basically pay you to get jacked. Yeah, they're all and like get in very good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You need <laughs> to be so a your job now is eight down. hours a day. You're going to be sweating. And if oh, you yeah, want to, sure. <laughs> if you want to feel bad about yourself, watch before and after, or go look at like before and after <laughs> pictures of Kamel Nanjiani. Okay, I'll he have is to like check him out. his jaw became squarer somehow. <laughs> like it's it's like there's so muscles on the yeah. underside he of just... his of his head. Like it's crazy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so uh, so about about the story itself. Um, so we've got, uh, is that Zuras? Zuras? This guy here. Anyway, he looks like he's the king of all of them. My read on that is Zuras. Zuras? Yeah, he's like the king almost, it okay. seems. Like okay. he's sort of in charge. And so so he's the one that's really talking with Icarus and being like, no, you're doing it. Like, that's just, that's your job. (laughs) Sorry, it it turns out we resurrected you like we always do to do this job, so you go do the damn job. And Icarus is like, this job kind of sucks. And his boss is like, yeah, but I'm your boss and it's your job. And there's nothing you can do about it it because you're immortal, you idiot. So he's dealing with um, Sprite, you know, taking her out. They go into New York, like current times, (laughs) and she's just like... This is insane. Yeah, she's you, never seen modern human culture. Right, she's so been she's, dead since like the 10,000 BCs. Yeah. yeah. And so she just she thinks it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's like they've done really well for themselves here. <laughs> right, that's yeah. I think that's almost verbatim, isn't yeah. it? Uh, it? It's good stuff. like that. 
I, oh, I, oh, she says, oh, wow, look at what they've done. This is just wonderful. <laughs> and, and so they're like gods, and they even talk about how sometimes they get mistaken for gods. Right, right. So, you know, we as humans, we're we're not immortal. So they've outlived us, and they probably will out. You know, they were here before, and they'll probably be here after. Right. And that's kind of the point of that. Um, so as, you know, as they're going through New York, you know, they have these funny funny moments at a hot dog stand she's like oh can i eat that and he's like i wouldn't recommend it but you can <laughs> um whatever man i love a good new york hot dog off, out of that oh, man um so they it's just i don't i think the the point i was saying is where i was confused is i i didn't quite understand their mission until they got to this big um what what did we end up calling them oh man i forgot now i don't know um, these these weird Malignant? Is that what they call them? Deviants? Deviant? I think yeah, they're yeah, deviants. That's it. that's it. Deviants. When deviants deviate. And it was weird because correct. earlier they were talking about deviants, and I was like, what are they talking about deviants? And I thought they were talking about Sprite or anybody else they had put in the stasis right. of the Eternals. And so, like, I mean, I understood that fight. Like, it, it seemed like they knew it was there in the sewers, but. Yeah, um, they did. So, like, that was their mission. But then they come back, and that, that Zuras guy is. He's dead. And now yeah, it's, he got got. He got got. So it's like almost a crime procedural. So it's it's it is really weird. It gets. Uh, I am confused. Um, Sprite gets uh, finger pointed for being the murderer too. R- right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it's kind of turned into a, a Law and Order SVU yeah, kind it's of a thing. Where dum, you're dum. Like, well, and then doesn't Icarus say something like, oh, "It couldn't have been her. She's been with me yeah, literally she's been with yeah. me the whole time." So he gets her back. Yeah, yeah they and all, that's building that relationship, right? And I, I think. think that's what they're trying to do is make sure they build the relationship. The guy doesn't like I- Icarus doesn't like Sprite, but he's going to tell the truth and be like, "No, no, yeah. there's no way she did it." And so, again, some of it's confusing. Some of it is straightforward, like that. Yeah. And then at the at the at the very end, and I'm going to spoil the hell out of this because I have to. <laughs> Um. So Icarus is talking about what is he? He's trying to figure out who did it. Who um, done it? like a murder mystery, like Law and Order. How how to best describe this one? It's not the arrow. It's not the snake. And then Thanos comes out and he says, "Death." Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is kind of my one complaint about this book. And, uh, and I get what you're coming from, but <laughs> at the same time, I mean. I kind of got goosebumps just thinking about it just now. Right? <laughs> like he loves death. I yeah. I, I I want that relationship page back. to it and I was they like They talk about celestials in there too. Yeah. And so, you know, the celestials are immortals as well and right. you know, ego the celestial, but there's more than just ego as a celestial. I mean, he's just one of many. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying? But I, I turned the page to that last page, and I was like, "Oh man, does everything have to be a Thanos thing?" Right. So that's so that that's where I was like, "Yay!" Because Thanos is my guy, and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And then I'm like, "But I have a question. They're just making the Eternals movie. Are they putting him in that?" I think. I think the movies are done with him. They and should be. I think they, they should be. They killed him. They Twice. killed him. They, Twice, they didn't yeah. even <laughs> kill him. They just made him non-existent. Yeah. But I, well, I, I don't want him I don't want him coming back in any movies, even though he's my favorite character. I, I, because I don't want him to just, run the yeah, ship into the ground. They just used him so effectively that to 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 stretch it out would just be such a disservice to that version of the character. Absolutely. Right. So all that all that being said, I would pick it up. 
Um, I would pick it up here at Astro Zombies because it is interesting and it ending that way. I'm really interested to see where they're going with it and if it's gonna if this story is gonna tie in with the movies because the Guardians of the Galaxy one did not. Right. When should exactly it, it should. should be different. Right. I completely agree. So um, I, I hope I hope this is just its own story. They're just trying to build momentum for the movie. Well, I and think this is initially supposed to come out alongside the movie. Right. Before COVID uh, all happened, this was actually supposed to come out months ago. Um, and it was supposed to come out around the same time as the movie so that we could get, you know, we, we're double dipping. Um, I like what they did here. It, it, they definitely had to work hard to do a bunch of exposition on characters you've never heard of or met before. And this was their way of being like, okay, everybody buy this book and in a few weeks we're going to get a movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the movie didn't happen. Um, they put Iron Man in the book to kind of tell you what time period they're in. Because Iron Man shows up for a few pages. I also think he was he shows up as a sort of a creative way to do exposition because you definitely get right. some exposition during that scene. Yeah. And whenever you can do that without it being just like a in your face, just throw a boring. block of text at me that just says this is what's been happening. Absolutely. Here's a block of boring exposition, which is something another book I read this week did. Which I turned the page to it and I was like, God. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. I mean, I thought they did a good job of, of giving us a bunch of history without giving us a bunch of history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a history lesson. Basically, there's there's the narrator. Did we figure out who the narrator is? I think it's... Because um, it's not Icarus. I think it's a computer. Yes. It's the computer that wakes them all up. Okay, okay. Yeah. So there's... The computer's narrating, and then it kind of was like, oh, you know, this is weird because normally he does this when he wakes up, and yeah. that's not how it happens, so something is weird here. Yeah. For, forgive me taking a while to, to, to remember this book because this is a book I read last week, so <laughs> and right. I'm having to sort of refresh <laughs> my memory. That's okay. Um, but it's the, what I appreciate about it is that Icarus wakes up, and he doesn't really know what's going on yet, and mm-hmm. neither do we. Right. And so right. we sort of learn alongside We're on the him, journey with him what the what the story is, like what's happening. And I, I think that's a really smart way to do this book, considering how many people know the Eternals, which is not six. a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Six people. I think it's cool that the, the, the that that small contingent of Kirby fans that have literally read everything he's ever done, you know? Yeah. A lot of people as soon as this was announced as the next film came in and bought the book and we had to kind of up we, our order we, on the book and we did sell a good amount of copies of that neil gaiman graphic novel which it's kind of depressing because he's not the originator it's the jack kirby one yeah that, yeah that we should be selling a lot of but you know uh, that's me that's the purest of me well here's the thing as much as i i love a lot of what jack kirby did i don't think he was a super great writer um reading a lot of that fourth world stuff is very it, it it comes across as very Shakespearean and overwrought. Do you remember when he did went to Tops? No. Like to tops? There, in the nineties, Tops baseball cards had a comic book run. Like oh, wow. they were publishers for oh. comic books. Oh yeah, yeah. And he I did all that. his stuff under Tops in the early nineties. Gotcha. And none of it was good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so, all readable, but none of it was good. Does that make sense? He he was a guy right. who could create these crazy, wacky, interesting characters, but 
like writing a story with them was something that he's that I think he didn't do. Look at the new guys. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Great. Well, that's Look at the demon. About. He's cool. Yeah, but he's not by far my favorite. Even demon. You know, like <laughs> I love Etrigan. I love when Etrigan <laughs> shows up and stuff. As as a secondary character, as a supporting yeah, cast I, member, it's, right? it's 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 hard to it's hard for that character to hold his own. Yeah. series, I think, unfortunately. But I love when he shows up as as uh, as flavor. Like he just showed up in. Uh, he was in deceased, the most recent issue of deceased. Oh, and he was alive. Yeah. Oh. Um, Which character? Etrigan, the demon, the demon. Gone, gone, the form of man. Arise the demon at your game. See, I, really? I, I, I have literally no memory. And that's like my favorite he's, series right he's now. Wearing he's wearing like a red suit and he's yellow and he's got kind of like fin ear horn things. He's a diamond, a diamond, a demon who who speaks in rhymes. He's a demon in the rough. <laughs> he, uh, a demon in the rough. <laughs> well, uh, all, combined, that, wow, all, combined, all that being said. Combine the word demon and rhyme into diamond. <laughs> uh, all that being said, Eternals, Eternals number one, the newest one, I am I am cautiously going into number two. Well, you're going to read you number two just because it has Thanos in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, and that's why, I mean, I hate, I, I do hate to say it. If, if Thanos wasn't at the end there, I probably wouldn't be on board for it. But because Thanos is my favorite character and that throws a little bit of a twist into it. Mm, all right. And if, if, because I do like Thanos in the movies, I think that what he was doing was stays in line with his character, but I I do love Thanos when he's loving death, and so he that's his line in this yeah. book is death, and so hopefully she's coming Literally back. His only one, right? And um, I hope that she, I I hope that he learns that she has said no enough. That he needs to True. back off. Yeah. Like I, I would actually like a story where he learns <laughs> a little story where Thanos learns about toxic masculinity. Yes, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because I almost was like, I hope they get together. But then, I'm like, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, Thanos, No, she's already said no. Thanos is like, you know, you'd be a lot prettier if you smiled more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if that line is in his character, but you know, it, it very well could be but uh so yeah so i i would pick it up just to see where the where that thanos stories goes um so mr mr gabriel what did you read that we all read this week so uh what it was uh gwenum versus carnage and actually when i picked it up i kind of chuckled a little bit my daughter's name is gwen oh nice. okay so yeah i kind of went home and showed it to her and Gave her a little bit of guff. She's, you know, 13. And, <laughs> She's oh, like, shut exactly. up, Dan. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, it was awesome. I mean, uh, again, kind of coming more from, you know, not necessarily in the realm of comic book heroes. Um, you know, I, I'd heard you describe a scene as splash art. I thought that was a great way to kind of describe those yeah, scenes in the sense it's of... It's a, a splash page. So, like, generally it's when, like on a page turn where yeah. you turn your page and it's like a full page image that okay. something like crazy is happening sure yeah rather than the panels yeah absolutely no i thought it was really interesting you know it was uh i mean the art was really awesome in it and um, so the if you want to just read off the uh the creators for oh, us yeah. oops really quick i guess <laughs> so i'm buying that, that one <laughs> is it seanan mcguire 
Yeah, who or has she, been writing she named McGuire? Yeah, who has been writing the Spider Gwen okay. series or Ghost Spider series. Flaviano is the artist, and then Rico Renzi is the colorist, and then VC's Ariana Mayer is the letterer. Well, cool. That's a new name. Yeah, yeah. So VC's is the, the company and then okay. the yeah, name VC. is whoever's doing yeah. the work for the company. And the letter does like the like they figure out the placing of the word bubbles and like sure. what everything's going to look like and. No, um, it was interesting. I mean, the the first part that I noticed was honestly, you take it out of the plasticking and oh, the feeling of that comic and the yeah. ink feels so good. I'm so used to the graphic novels and I was those two have say, a good feel. But so it seems to me like you've done most of your comic reading in graphic novel form, almost exclusive. So you don't you don't have a ton of experience with like a with a single issue. No, so it's that kind of short yeah. forum like that. Um, okay. No, so it was honestly kind of a this new would be similar to watching like if you're watching a season of sure. something and you just watched one episode. Yeah. No, absolutely. Same it was awesome. I mean, and then kind of hearing you guys explain, you know, especially with serial that you felt to kind of dropped like a graphic novel at the end of it yeah whereas you know because a lot of so the way one of the one of the many ways that like writing and and creating comics has changed over the years is that comics is sort of the comics industry has sort of figured out that hey it's nice to have a sort of nice round complete story that can be on the shelves at a bookstore or or something like that. Sure. It's definitely more appealing to a consumer yeah. to have a full story from A to B, from A to Z. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. And so they've started sort of creating comics with that in mind. So instead of like, it used to be like you'd read it, you'd buy a comic at the newsstand yeah. and you'd take it home and you'd read, that'd be one, it'd be a complete story from beginning to end. Now you're dealing with like five, six issue story arcs where it's they're sort of writing for that graphic novel. Sure. So like the story arc will be collected in a graphic novel, and then the next the next issue, five issues will be another story arc sure. that will be collected in another graphic novel. So that's sort of like what I meant by that, and it seemed to me like Terry Moore was definitely sort of like <laughs> that's why it just sort of abruptly ends <laughs> end of Act One. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what happened? What? what? <laughs> um, so, so tell us a little bit about what happened in in Gwenham versus so, Carnage. So, real quick before you yeah. do that, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Venom? I mean, a little bit. You know, I mean, a little bit of Spider-Man, a little mm -hmm. bit of Venom. Um, okay. So, I mean, kind of jumping in this, you know, you, you know, you, um, you're introduced. Well, to to I, I mean, I guess it's. I, I, to Gwenham. So there's a couple characters, I guess, in it. So Gwen is the gal. And it's Gwen Stacy, though, correct? Yes. So, yeah. Right. It's an I know, alternate universe. Exactly. So she's almost in, in like a... In her world, she she got spider powers instead of Peter Parker. Okay. Peter Parker becomes and, a lizard and yeah. things in sure. poorly for him. Have you seen um, Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse? I have not. Dude, you no. got to watch that I, My film. daughter amazing loved film. it, so I actually... It's got an Academy, it didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what? it did. It, yeah, beat, it, it, beat, out, it beat out... What was the should have beat out anything. What was the Moana? movie that year? The Moana? Disney movie that year? I think so. But they beat out Disney for oh, Best Animated Film. Oh, it was, it was yeah. Brave or something like that, I think. I don't no, remember. Brave. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so this is basically the same sort of character from that. So it's a different... It's a parallel Earth version of Gwen. Where she's the she's the spider person instead of Peter. Okay, yeah, but no. she's in this universe. Yeah, sure. the regular 
Spider-Verse that we've known for 70 years or whatever. Because okay. in her on her Earth recently, her ability, her identity got outed. Okay. So she's going to college in the main universe sure. so that she can sort of still have anonymity no, and absolutely. do college. No, so just sense. a little background because if, if I had never <laughs> read, like if I was not into superhero comics and this was the first thing that, that we had you jump into... I would be confused. Wait, I'd be happening? like, "Who is this? Why is she?" And right, not only that, I want to move. I want to move into his take on it, though. Yeah, to, yeah. to see sure, how sure. that. How but that not goes. only that, this is part of a big story that's happening throughout the whole Marvel universe, based on the Venom symbiote that was the black costume that sure. Spider-Man got, and then it turned out it's not a costume at all; it's a thing. Yeah, that's the base. No, it was it, like I say. I mean, honestly, I mean, for kind of jumping into you know, right in the middle of a story. I honestly thought it, I, I wasn't super confused by it. Interesting. You know, I mean, you get in there and I mean, you, you kind of get introduced to her as the spider gal. Is it, she a ghost spider though? She goes or? by ghost spider. That's her, okay, yeah, that's right, her right, name. Okay. Okay. Originally her name was name. Spider Gwen, okay. which is the dumbest thing of all time <laughs> because <laughs> that's not a very good secret identity. Here's my and first it may name, be the right reason yeah. that she got outed in her own universe. Sure. I'm Gwen S. No, no, no. That's I mean, too obvious. No. I'm G. Stacy. <laughs> no, no. That's that's still. <laughs> yeah, no. But it was. I mean, it was really interesting, especially to read. You know, the first one of it. So you kind of, you know, again, building this universe. Well, I mean, not building this universe, but popping into this universe and you know, building this character out. Yeah. Um, you so know, it was really interesting. Do you feel like you were able to follow what was happening? Yeah. No. I mean, with... absolutely. I mean, honestly, um, you know that. The scenes, I mean, that really moves nicely. It feels very action-paced. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, so much of comic books and graphic novels for me are the way in which they kind of move you around those scenes. And this one really mm -hmm. just kind of had that uptick in feel and movement where it just was, you know, real action-packed, zooming you around. Um, this yeah. is one of the ones where you were only going to have three issues to get the point across. Sure. Oh, wow. Um, just because they're, they're doing three-issue minis sure. or one-shot minis yeah. for this whole thing. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I really liked it. I, you know, it's, it, I really like kind of the introspection that she had, you know, within, you know, it's a lot of her own thoughts, own dialogue within mm -hmm. herself. And yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, really, really interesting. And then honestly, I mean, kind of, you know, the way it builds up toward the end and all of a sudden you get carnage. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely would pick up the second one to just kind of oh, see nice. where nice. it goes. Yeah, it's great. So tell me. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was, I was just going to ask about, about the art. How did you feel about the art? Oh, I mean, and I really liked it. I mean, it goes back, you know, I mean, kind of back and forth between that, you know, um, I mean, the, the really fine, detailed, more line work, more kind of fully illustrated with that kind of more action packed where, I mean, you know, the scenes aren't, aren't, um, you know, uh, is visually represented, but you're getting so much of that movement because of it. Right. Uh, that I mean, it really moves you around. I, I really enjoy that. The art style is very kinetic mm -hmm. in this in this book, and I would be interested to see not only see this artist do more like Spider Family stuff. I'd be interested to see this guy on Flash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think you'd be good. So no, I mean, it was. It's that. definitely different than what you're used to as far as. The way the art's done on here is, you know, you got a lot of lines, flashy lines and things like that mm -hmm. to give that impression of movement, that impression of, of this is moving along, things are happening. Sometimes in indie books, they don't do it on purpose because that, that's a little flashy. Sure. And they're trying to keep it simple and keep it kind of grounded. Whereas superhero action comics kind of, 
depend on that stuff. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah. They're the like, we're faster feel. than everybody. Well, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah, indie yeah. ones are a little action. more slow burn. But right. I mean, even that, you know, for, I mean, once I really kind of started getting into the genre, I mean, you put it down and it really is like hitting pause. Yeah. I mean, on a movie, you know, yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you're back into our reality and it, right. it's just almost, I mean, a little shocking to me sometimes. That means that the, the book did, a, did its oh, job. You know? like, yeah. You're supposed to get enveloped. You're supposed Absolutely. to be kind of not obsessed, but, but in, in mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. You want to be. You want to be drawn into seeing mm-hmm. the next episode. You exactly. want to, you know, to see yeah. the new issue, how it, how, how that story goes. Yeah. So, um, I know we were talking a lot about the art, um, but we're not really talking a lot about what, what the story is. Um, if you had a quick, like, if you just had a quick way to like describe it to somebody, what, what do you think you would say? Oh man, um, that's a great question. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, terrible. You know, like no. these two guys are great at yeah. describing books. I'm always like, this dude was cool, and Thanos was in it. I know, probably it's, the it's question practice. I was most like because you know, we have to be able to boil down like the story of yeah. something into a couple sentences to, right. to tell you why you should pick it up. No, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this one kind of seemed, you know, in the sense of she's again. I mean, just from popping into the middle of nowhere, kind of trying to figure out where she is. I mean. It seemed that her abilities weren't working the same way they were working in, you know, previous dimensions or universes that she was in, um, you know. And so I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, a little bit of kind of that character building of what I mean, this ghost spider girl, at least for me, um, can become. And knowing that it's a short run, I'm kind of it's great yeah. that you're you're interested no. having not any experience with her at all. Yeah. Because, I mean, most everybody that reads comic books knows about Gwen Stacy and and about Ghost Spider or, sure. you know, Spider Gwen. Well, yeah. so so I, I think that's why I, I kind of wanted to, to touch in on it is that I, I, I remember when uh, Spider Gwen came out mm-hmm. and I didn't buy it. Like I was just like this is just I myself <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. No, for sure. <laughs> Ultimate yeah. Fallout Four is on fire. That yeah. book's like over a thousand dollars now. I, I got the. I, oh. I went with the. What was the other female spider character? That, Silk. Silk. I had gotten that one, and I was just like, I don't. I don't read Spider Man. Like I'm not currently into Spider Man. I was doing the speculation thing, mm-hmm. and when Spider Gwen came out, I was like, Yeah, I just. I don't. I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do with my comic book time. Sure. It doesn't feel good. It really doesn't. No, absolutely. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Right. And uh, so I just, I don't, I don't read Spider-Man anymore. Spider-Man used to be one of my favorite characters when I was younger. So, so when we all decided on reading this one, I was like, all right, it'll be interesting to see what's going on in the spider world because there's no Spider-Man here. Let's see what this is. And there's some crazy stuff going on. And there's crazy stuff going on, but I'm on your side where I'm like, I loved this issue. Yeah. I don't know anything about the characters, and I followed the story. Mm -hmm. They introduced me to even Spider-Gwen, where, like like you're saying, Chris, that if you're into comic books, you know who she is. Right. And most people do, Mm -hmm. but they don't know who she is. Right. And so when I got into it, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, I kind of know what she is. Yeah. And it didn't do it in that exposition-y way. It was all part of the, the story. It was great. Right there. 
like the way she's running and the way oh, it yeah. just makes like she's hauling mm-hmm. ass no, and absolutely. her foot's huge. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so good. This and is a very well done book. That That's very um, reminiscent to the movie, the Spider-Verse yes. movie. Yes. The way the art is mm-hmm. in that. I love her design and one of my favorite things and there's hoodies out there that are like this mm-hmm. with, yeah. the, with the web inside the hood. That's oh, cool. man, it kicks my ass. It's so dope. Like, I need a hoodie. Like that. <laughs> you know? spider, a spider, spider Gwen hoodie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, uh, it's dope. <laughs> and I've seen them. They exist. Oh, yeah, they're out there for sure. It makes me makes me jealous a little bit. I'm like, there's a nine-year-old girl wearing it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what you, what don't you, talk what you to her. Don't know. <laughs> no. Do not like, call her over. I'm okay. like, where did you get that? And do they make it in 3X? <laughs> right? <laughs> talk to their parents and be so, like, I have a question for you. <laughs> so, uh, man, I want to I wanna say that this null crossover in the, 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 the side books, for the most part, are actually very good. That's, uh, yeah. It's, it's surprising. It is. Marvel. Well, it is and it is so good. Because, so I've been, here, here's the problem I have is, and the problem is it's, and, and maybe you can understand this, because beer and comic books are the same in the sense of you don't know what you're getting until you buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Luckily you guys will give, you know, you're like, here, try a sample sure. of it and we'll, we'll see from there. Um, with comic books, you might get like a preview of the art, but that doesn't tell you anything about the story. So yeah. it's like you, you have to invest before you know if you like it or not. Same with a, same with beer generally. Like if you go mm-hmm. not to your brewery, but if you go to the store and you see Rio Bravo, you're like, well, we'll go to, yeah. I got to buy it off the shelf and drink it. See if I like it. Yeah. Um, so Marvel's more recent, um, events have not been great. The last one that I really liked was War of the Realms. Yeah. And every single one of those side books were fantastic. And it seems like the King in Black is the same way. And I feel like I missed out on a couple of books already because of it. There were three of the tie-in books that came in that came out this week, and yeah. that one was good. My favorite one was the Thunderbolts one, really. And then there was the Planet of the Symbiotes one, which is uh, remember in War of the Realms where they did the War Scrolls, yeah, 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 where it was like anthological, where it was like a bunch of like shorter stories. Yeah, that's what the Planet of the Symbiotes one is. Okay, there and that a, was good too. Yeah, there was a Scream story and a uh, a like Ravencroft story. Mm. And it was then they were both enjoyable. Like all three of the tie-ins for for this of the crossover event this week, I I enjoyed. It sounds like if you're if you're not uh, picking up King and Black because you're afraid of the the what do you what did I call it the minutia of a big Marvel crossover, right? I I, well, I and if you're I just feel experiencing like, like Marvel event fatigue because that's, that's definitely yeah, a, event. Two a year, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. because the last one was the last one was terrible. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to mince words. <laughs> yeah. It, it no. was terrible. I mean, there was there was few Gabriel, shiny moments. You read moments. some of it, or no. <laughs> no. no. he's like, I'll take your word yeah. for it. <laughs> I mean, that one from Go didn't make any damn sense. Like you were like, wouldn't they just do the smart thing and do their homework on this? Yeah, and then this right. none of this would have happened. <laughs> That's not the case with this one. I mean, there was no stopping this one. In fact. If you remember, before War Scrolls or War of the War- Realms, mm-hmm. it was absolute carnage. And it wasn't 
over all the books. Oh, I remember books. that one. And that one, it was over all the spider books. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. And I mean, it was a precursor to this. I mean, the the events of that are what caused this. Oh, interesting. So because they, Carnage yeah. is trying to find the Codex, which is the DNA mixture that is the way the the symbiotes communicate to their host, and they all they all um they had to be either collected or captured or somehow they need he needed enough of them in one place to right. set Null free. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And Null was imprisoned um in ancient times. By somebody, and they go over that in the Silver Server Black. Well, stuff. they talk about how he is a yeah, yeah. he is a god from the universe before. So, so he's like Galactus. Where yeah, I was going to say, him and Galactus isn't that why Silver Surfer Black had those two? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But we're not talking about Silver Surfer Black because Wait, you can't. You, you can't. Well, I mean, you can pick it up here. You have issues of it, don't you? Yeah, we. Yeah, they're going to be the expensive, box. though. <laughs> they're about twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we killed we, the box of somebody that just hasn't been in a long time. But we don't have a number one. We, right? We're missing number yeah. one, okay. and that was one of the things. Like, but we have two through five. There you go. And it's a great story. And I mean, it's a great story. And if you're a collector, you should probably should, pick it up for twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, they put out that like giant. It was the novel, size of remember? the. Um, it was uh, the, the same Fantastic Four, the Grand, grand design. design stuff, yeah. yeah, 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 which is like a very large. It's, like, put it's bigger than Treasury <laughs> size. It's just ooh, I wonder if they'll do a big nice and cumbersome, like weird, but it's cool. But it's cool. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, so what? Are, like, what are your guys' take, Jason and Chris? I know that I know that Gabriel and I have been kind of talking about it, talking I've, about the art, and mm-hmm. we don't we don't have a. This is our entry, really, to this world. Venom. I was a kid when it was created. I was reading other books. Um, Gwen, I didn't get into. So, like, this this was our introduction. Yeah. So, for me, I haven't been reading Ghost Spider because there's only so many hours in the day, guys. That's true. Um, but <laughs> That's true. I haven't been reading Ghost Spider. So, I, coming in, I was a little bit like, okay, I'm playing a little bit of catch up because I haven't really... Like, I don't know how she got this symbiote suit. Like, I haven't really seen that. Kind of seems like maybe it's cool and it's just sort of a new thing that she's got. Oh, so I was I was a little bit, I was trying to figure that out as the story was going on. They okay. didn't really give me anything to help with that. But that's fine because that's kind of on me for not reading her stuff. Right. Um, right, which is weird because, like, as I just jumped into it, I didn't even question it. Yeah. Well, because you, <laughs> you, you just jumped into it. Yeah. You haven't been reading a version of her where she doesn't have that. Right. She sure. doesn't yeah. have. Okay. And this symbiote suit that she has is synthetic. Right. But I don't know how or why. Right. So that's it's different, like Jason right? was saying, that's on us for not knowing specifically that stuff. Yeah. I just haven't been but reading that run. So it's it's, it's cool. like a thing. Okay. I just don't know. I just don't know this bit. I can, right. I can still hang, you know. Um, and I think that the the book was exciting enough to where that didn't really bother me. It was just a fun kinetic, just like action ride. <laughs> I, I, I think I, there was some there was some funny bits like beats of the comedy with her roommates and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I was a little, I was a little surprised at how sort of, um, unfazed she was by her roommates suddenly becoming. <laughs> Like like symbiote cocoons. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Pretty good. Pretty <laughs> good. Well, she had dealt with it already previous yeah. in the book. Yeah, like she was like, "Oh, you turned into a you're you were a dude, and now you're trying to kill me. Yeah, uh, I need to run." Yeah, I mean, in in her defense, though, 
I mean, have you ever had a a roommate college era? Yes, I'm, I'm sure they're terrible. <laughs> right? Even need, I mean, even they can't be. Answer the, sure, sure. And so, and so yeah. it's just you're you're like you come in and you're like, ah, I didn't want that to happen to them, but it did. Uh, Gotta go. Or at least then you're, <laughs> you're like, my girls, but you're enjoy like, oh, your oh, death. Crap, where, where am I going to get your half of the rent from? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's <laughs> yeah. That would have been amazing if that was her question. Like, <laughs> oh no, oh, rent. no, <laughs> rent's due tomorrow. So Gwen, right. have it. Or uh, I should say, uh, Spider Gwen or Ghost Spider is she's a little more serious than than Peter Parker. Right. She doesn't have that quip, that humor mm-hmm. that that you're used to in a Spider book because it's not Peter Parker. So, but she's it's still there. It's just not as. Yeah. It's not over the top like Deadpool and Spider-Man are, you know? Well, she's right. not making quips. The comedy kind of comes from her own, like, sort of internal monologue. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I I think this I think this was a really successful comic, um, as as especially as like an event tie-in like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Which honestly, kind of the most interesting stuff from this event has been in the tie-in books. I agree. Okay. Um, I mean we read that we read that that uh, Immortal Hulk one that was great. Um, the I, that, no words. There were no words in that book. It was amazing. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it was, it was completely was all silent. story yep. visual storytelling. It was fantastic. Yeah, was that's really right up your yeah. your alley. Is like you know art stuff. You and know we what do I mean? still and, have copies of that book, I believe. Yes, so. we do. How? Um, like how? I went big. Like, we went big. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, you, okay. I went bigger on that book than any of the other King and Black stuff, just because it was Immortal Hulk, and Immortal Hulk is so popular. And it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, no, that makes sense then. Well, and then we read the, or I read the, the Doctor Doom Iron Man one. That was great. We, we so, reviewed that on the on the cast. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't. I don't can't remember. We if, have one more because of a dead subscriber. Nice. Wh- which so, one? The, the Iron Man Iron Doctor Man, Doom Doctor Doom one? Doom one that I read la- that I talked about last. That's a Christmas last with week. the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. they fight yeah. Santa. Yeah, Claus. yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I picked it up from you guys. Um, because he's I, all. I haven't. I haven't read it yet. The whole world has been taken over by Null. Yeah. And so everybody's who, covered in that stuff. Who is the god of the symbiotes, okay. and Venom's a symbiote. Going for, I, I probably will pick up the next issue of this, um, and yeah. I'm probably going to go ahead and finish it out too. I mean, it's, I think it's like three. You said it's three issues, three right? Issues, yeah. This yeah, one, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm in, good. I'm in and out three issues. I'm mm-hmm. good with that for sure. I'm yeah. probably going to purchase this book for my collection. Oh no! I, yeah, wow. I know. I mean, that's. I, I really like. It's it. that I good. Thought yeah. It was fantastic. I did too. Um, the art's great. The storytelling's great. Um. She's a cool ass character, man. Like, like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm kind of a fan. And every time her books come out, I'm like, man, I should be reading this mm-hmm. just because it's cool. Um, I know. And I then just, at the ends, when, when, and this is the spoiler, guys. So either turn it off or what have alert. you, because this is the big spoiler. <laughs> Somehow, her she tries to escape her this reality, and she ends up in her own. But instead of that happening, she brings MJ, Mary Jane, from her universe into the 616 Marvel Universe, and she becomes Carnage. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. I, I was a little confused on that part. So, so fi- here's the I thing. Figured, I figured that was me, not the comic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of both. If you didn't read Absolute Carnage, then, it, then you don't get it. Basically, Carnage is dead. The host, Cletus Cassidy, has been dead. Yeah. And... Carnage was just a mechanism to try and get Null out of his prison, and it worked. So now he needs a new host for the Carnage symbiote, and it accidentally ends up being Mary Jane from Spider-Gwen's universe. Right. It it did that weird thing where it was like, 
we're going back to the past to show you something mm-hmm. that happened. And you know well, me, I'm happening. always like, why don't you just? No, tell I don't me. think that that's no. It, I that think was it real was time. happening concurrently. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I thought it said earlier. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. That's I mean, mean that's you know. So it started out the first page. It said now. Okay. The Marvel Universe now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I oh god. Something, something's <laughs> oh, gonna no. happen gonna where they're gonna the take me back somewhere, <laughs> and that's. I it's think funny that's to what me it how much you hate that. <laughs> I don't know why I hate it so much. It's understandable. You don't. No, have we we all have that like story trope thing that kind of drives us crazy. For me, it's dream my, sequences. Mine is DC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Mine I, is DC. I just, for me, it's like I hate that. Like, oh, we're we're this whole arc is a dream, right? I'm like, it's oh, like, a, God, why did we read this? So it's all gonna be <laughs> exactly. surreal and dumb and not make any sense, and yeah. then, uh, or it'll be amazing, but then it had no consequence because yeah, it was a yeah. that's yep. the worst part. So cool. Well, uh, is there anything uh, you'd like to to finish with with? Uh, what is it called? Gwynnum versus Gwynnum Carnage. Versus Carnage, yeah. yeah. Oh, it it's great. a King and Black side story. So tell us, tell us again one more time before we go. Tell us where Rio Bravo is and what so your right best on, beer in yeah, the world so is. We're uh, you know just basically north of Marble. Uh, we're going to be about uh, four or five blocks right before you hit I forty. We're just south, right by that Creamland. I mean, a huge spot. Plenty it's a gorgeous world. brewery, man, I got to uh, say. It it's really a great is. building. No, it is. We're really lucky. Great food, great owners. I mean, and really wonderful staff. You guys will have a, you know, come down and have a blast. Um, you know, uh, I'd love to do some gift cards or something. So, you know, if you guys want to do a promo, yeah, um, I'd love to give a couple gift cards away so yeah, have some people come on in. Sweet. You know, maybe just mention, you know, whatever you guys want to mention and we'll get some people hooked up and it's cool, get man. some beer and some food. Well, I'll tell cool. you what, um, if you follow us on Facebook, why don't we do it that way? That'd be amazing. Yeah. That so great. we'll we'll do a giveaway on Facebook. Make sure you follow us. Um, and we don't know what that uh, giveaway is going to be, but it's yeah. going to be a gift card and you're going to get beer for yeah, free. free yeah, we'll shit. Do, I mean, yeah. we can't give away beer legally, so exactly. it's going to be... It's a gift card for, you know, uh, anything <laughs> that... Uh, is under our roof. That's what I mean. You know? That's exactly. what I mean. It's a gift it's card. It's for merch. <laughs> exactly. It's for merch. I mean, Alcohol. You know, but yeah, so, so it's a gift card. Yeah. I got you. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, awesome. Thank you, guys. This great. has really been great. I mean, yeah. We're uh, glad you were here, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, Dice Roll really, really does deserve that number one spot. It's oh, such a good year. It. it was good. He and brought us more than we normally get. Like Normally, they bring us one, and we'll drink it, and we're happy. You brought us more than that. And thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It's dangerous. Really, absolutely. Yeah, really it's dangerous. appreciate it. I had to turn ex- more than one down because I, I didn't uh, eat lunch today. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're feeling the empty stomach. Also, it's I a 9.5% yeah. this one. Jesus. And it's it, amazing. You, you, can't, you can't taste no, it's it. it's super smooth. It's a session IPA and if you, in the guise of an imperial. If you, if you don't know what we're going to what we're going to rate this beer. You need to follow us on untapped. <laughs> if you can't guess. <laughs> it might be a zero. Could be a one. Zero. But we'll see. Exactly. <laughs> can you even give it a zero on that app? Uh, I, I think you can. Wow. I can only think of one beer that I would ever give a zero to. I'm not going to say it here, but it's Budweiser. Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we appreciate it. I mean, the whole industry Dude, does. Dude, kills yeah. it. Anyway, kills it. This beer is amazing. Keep promoting it. The state is doing a great job with it, so we're really... Really we are so fortunate to yeah. live in this state. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, there's I so many good oh, breweries. Absolutely. I mean, it's unbelievable That's... how many good breweries and nationally recognized oh, good breweries. Absolutely. You know, exactly. Like, 
You could drop any of them in anywhere in the world, and they'd be just fine. Absolutely. Yep. And pe- Very people people know New Mexico is mm-hmm. making good beer. Absolutely. Like when we go up to uh, how many gold medals does New, New Mexico so have? Many. For a long the, time, I remember yeah. exactly. Marble well, winning a ton and like Cumbre killing it. Yeah, yeah for Vich, years yeah. early. I mean, it's we've been very. And, I don't know. You guys don't have a gold medal yet from GABF. We do not. We okay, but but we're working our way. After after this tasting is a step this, in the right direction. Yeah, you're you're getting there. Oh, well, thank you guys again so much. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank you, and uh, we'll have you on next week again. Yeah, I can't wait. And I just I really appreciate you listeners out there. It's it's all amazing, and I think this was an amazing episode. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you.